Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Well, um, it appears I'm the temporary host. And uh, hello, can you hear me? Hey, you can hear me? Can you? Gosh, that was pretty damn temporary. Where'd you go, Angela? Have I been reinstated? Hello? <clears throat> Can anybody hear me? Five, four, three, two, one. Five, four, three, two, one. Five, four. Oh, very good. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Okay. Hmm. Very good. Yeah. You guys have no idea how long it took me to learn how to count backwards like that. I'm kind of slow. Um, well, okay. Uh, let me begin. I guessed, temporarily filling in for the host, Angela Stark. I want to, want to welcome everybody to Angela Stark's uh, show broadcast program, and um, I apologize for not being a band. Yeah. Um, in any event, folks, um, I'd like to, first of all, thank Angela for inviting me back on the broadcast. It's been a while, and um, I'd also like to uh, take the opportunity to acknowledge some uh, folks' generosity made it possible for me to continue conducting uh, the work that I do over the past number of months. So uh, I'd like to acknowledge uh, the drummer and the woodsman and the downhill racer and Miss CJ, whose generous donations have put more than a few meals on my table and made it possible for me to continue typing day in and day out. I want to thank you all very much. And last but certainly not least, a very kind and understanding landlord. Um, because I don't have a lodial title to any dirt yet. I'm working on it. Um, I'm Rich Iverson. I'm here in California. Uh, this is where I popped out. And I've been studying uh, traffic law and all the topics associated with that for the last uh, 30-some years. And I'm not an attorney. I don't want to be an attorney. I just want to know what attorneys know because I really don't think law is all that difficult. Now, it took me a long time to uh, get into a groove 
um, doing this work, but believe it or not, once you, uh, there's going to come a point where you hit a threshold where that's it. It, It's just, it's happening. And uh, it took a while to get rolling, but um, I've seen some interesting sights on uh, my journey. And uh, I think what Angela would like for me to do is share some of my findings with you folks uh, so you can determine if you've been ripped off and lied to by your employees like I have. I am absolutely convinced that the driver license is an occupational license. It permits the holder to be an employee for a cab company or Pizza Hut or FTD florist. That's what it permits. Because if you didn't have a driver's license, you couldn't work, at least delivering stuff. So in a nutshell, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not a very good comedian, so I'm going to tell you the punchline up front. I just did actually. Uh, The driver's license is an occupational license. Everybody who's got one in the eyes of the law appears to be in the transportation business. Um, the status, their status being, <laughs> excuse me, that of a driver. Uh, the word driver uh, used in the legal context is a job descriptor. It's a job title, driver. That's it. It's what the license permits. It permits whoever's got one to be paid to transport stuff from point A to point B or people from point A to point B. So I would encourage everybody on the call to use all the terms that you're aware of related to the vehicle code in a commercial context, and and it will all make sense. Um, At least what I'm about to tell you guys, the ones who may be unfamiliar with this information. Um, Typically... When I let people know I don't have a driver's license anymore, which I don't have. Um, Testing. Hello. Okay. Hi, Angela. You're there. USB audio. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Uh, You can hear me? (laughs) I can't hear me. So that's really weird. Let me see. That's microphone USB audio. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I'm going through all these options here. Uh, microphone USB audio. Speakers USB audio. I'm sorry. That's not working. And I hear myself. Speakers USB, real tech, real tech. Definition audio, speakers to any soft, virtual sound device. Speakers three, any soft virtual sound device. (sighs) 
Testing one, two, three. Nope. Um, I don't know what to do here. I can't hear what's going on. I can see that you can hear me, but I don't know why I can't hear me. So isn't that weird? Thank you, Snappy. Thank you, everybody. I'm just going to all of these. Let's see. Let's see. Speakers, real tech. I don't. Oh, wow. I can hear you. But I hear you on my speakers. Okay, so. A eureka moment. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, wow, it's coming through my speakers, though, instead of my headset. I don't know what the hell. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> I mean, you can hear me, but I can't hear you guys through my headset. It's Oh, let me see. Huh. Speakers. Speakers. USB audio. Is that it? I don't know. Testing. Now I can't hear you anymore. Five four three two one test check. Can you can you hear me now? Hello. Five four three two one. Nine eight seven six five four three two one. Hello. Hello, Angela. I'm saying something. I'm saying more than a few things. Rich, are you on there? Are you talking? I'm on there. Um, BLA. Into the wrong one. I'm blathering. I have it into the same one that it's always plugged into. But when I restarted the computer, it asked me, does Skype want to use those speakers? And I said, yes. And I thought it was because on here it looks like it's the right thing. I see the microphone thing. But speakers, any soft virtual sound device, that ain't doing it. When I go speakers, USB audio, that doesn't do it. Let's see here. Because I'm on the, uh, I'm on the uh, headset. And, and, Angela, can you hear me? See, it shows on here. Nope, it doesn't. Hello, Angela. I don't know what to do. I don't know. Somebody say something. Five four three two one, Angela. Hello, hello, Angela. Five four three two one. Hello. Yeah, now I hear you through my. Speaker. Hello. Hello. Okay, uh, stop. Uh, <laughs> that says that's my speakers. Let's see here. See the only one that says USB audio. It says speakers, and that one doesn't work. Right now, I have my speakers high definition audio that are my desktop speakers, and I can hear you. But how do I hear you through the headset? I don't know how to do this. This is not... <sighs> Say testing, one, two, three. One, two, three, testing, five, four, okay, three, two, one. that doesn't work. Try it again. Five, four, three, two, one, test, check, hello. Hey. How are you? Hello, okay. hello, 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 test, check. That's not working. Keep going. I'm talking. Uh, five, four, three, two, one. Um, 
Okay, let me let me just say some random, you know, gibberishy kind of stuff. At least, you know, this is stuff the courts would think is gibberish. Um, I can hear you back see. on my speakers again, but okay, five, four, three, speakers, two, one. Real tech, high definition audio. Yeah, okay. Output. Go ahead, talk. Five, four, three, two, one. Test check. Okay. Infractions are not crimes. Keep going. The- People are being arrested for non-criminal behavior without a warrant. I believe that should be front-page news, but it's not. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello. Test check. And back to the USB audio again. Real tech digital output. I don't know why... Um. Well, okay, I'm going to uh, go. I don't even know which one that I have on that works. Finishing audio. Yeah, that's the one. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. (laughs) The thing is, I'm hearing you on my my desktop speakers, not... uh, my headset. So that's really weird. But you can hear me through the yep. mic. Yep. Okay, I, I, it's mic. Okay. Any soft virtual sound device, line USB audio, stereo mix, microphone two, microphone three. So maybe I need to put this on, um, let's see. See, I've got it on microphone USB audio. Okay, and that works. Microphone USB testing. Okay, say something. Five, four, three, two, test, check, hello. Yeah, that's only coming through on my, um, that said microphone USB audio. the only one that's working and then I've got to hear my sound through the desktop speakers, I guess. All right. Well, go ahead. It's working. I guess, Rich, are you there? <laughs> I don't know. I think yeah, I left. No, you're there. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. You know what? This has been a, I don't know what I did, but I did something wrong. And so you have the floor, <laughs> my dear. Go ahead and have at it. I don't know. You, you you don't get to take all the credit for the tech glitches. That's Microbrook's uh, duty. They made this stupid stuff. 
Okay, now listen, I'm going to mute myself out because otherwise you're going to get feedback on my speakers. So oh. don't, a- don't ask me anything unless it's on the chat. Let me go to the chat. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right, it's all yours, my dear. Thank you. Uh, so uh, what kind of a time frame am I looking at before you want to chat? Get, open the floor. Oh, you can go as long as you want and just when you're ready. No, 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 you don't know who I am. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is this not don't, Rich? Don't, don't, don't give me an unlimited time frame, okay? That, that is could, this Rich? That cannot, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, then you're unlimited. Go for it. Okay. Uh, well, I hope everybody brought uh, some dinner. This could go on for a while. I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> well, here's the deal. I study traffic law, and to my satisfaction, I have achieved an, an awareness of what's happening in relation to the license, using a car, so-called traffic tickets, traffic court. And it's not good. In fact, it's very bad. Um, I wonder how many people on the call are aware that the word driving isn't defined by the legislature in any of the California codes. Now, I'm convinced that the legislature hasn't provided the definition. So how can people be so sure that's in fact what they're actually doing when they use a car to go somewhere? Now, if you weren't driving, then how, how could you possibly be punished? And ask anyone you know if they've ever seen the definition of driving provided by the lawmaking body of government. Check your codes. A legislature makes the rules. In all the codes, they supply definition sections. Take a look at the words that are defined by your employees. This is, this is the definition that they determine they want people to know. Cool. They're in the books. Now, in the vehicle code, the legislature has provided the definition for vehicle, motor vehicle, and driver, But for some odd reason, they forgot to include just exactly what the definition of the conduct permitted by the license is. If anyone can uh, find the definition in any of the codes, I'll be the first to admit I'm wrong. Now, I think this is um, pretty important because everybody wants to know how how to beat a ticket. And in 30 years of doing this, whenever I tell somebody that that I don't have a license anymore, instead of asking me about the license, this is what I'll typically hear. Well, what happens if you get pulled over, man? That's a legitimate question. Unrelated to the license, but uh, it's a legitimate question. But I'll deal with the license first. The thing is that people are unaware of the legal definitions of the words that they're using. And as a result, it's messed up everybody's brain about this issue. And and what people are attempting to do is find an answer or solution in in places that I don't think are gonna yield the types of results that they'd like to achieve. Now, I'm pretty, uh, I, I just barely got out of high school. And uh, all I've been doing is reading stuff about 
cars and the DMV and traffic tickets and traffic court, etc. And um, it's 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 really astonishing how many times I've been in court and. Of all the stuff that I've read, I hear so so few people on the government side of the fence who actually know anything about it, and they agreed to follow all the rules that are in that, that apply to them. But at the same time, they and at the same time they expect us to follow all the rules that apply to us. Now, as far as the traffic stop goes, that's not what it is. And um, I'd like to encourage everybody to head over. Uh, to a web page of mine, it's uh, section520.org forward slash car dot html. You can go there now if you want, or you can go uh, go afterwards. But there's something at the very top there that I want people to be aware of. It's a Chinese proverb: the beginning of wisdom is calling things by their right names. Folks, we have had a script placed in front of us, and that's what we're communicating from. We've looked at this script, this dialogue with these words. We've, we've been trained, essentially. And then when we speak about the topic, it sounds like this, like the script that we were handed, provided. <clears throat> or in the majority of people's cases, there is no script. They're just making it up. Now, if the definition of driving doesn't exist in any of the codes, then when you're pulled over for something like, um, let's say, uh, driving on a suspended license or DUI, it, a DUI, for example, that's driving under the influence. Driving. Now, <clears throat> I don't know if you folks are aware of this or not. I, I'm, I'm sure the law heads are. But the uh, prosecution has to prove every element of the purported crime. They, that's that's their, their burden that they have to carry. They have to prove every element of the purported crime. Now, an element of the purported DUI crime is the D, driving. They never prove it. They never offer any evidence that establishes you are being compensated at the time the officer interfered with you. That goes back to the commerce issue again. Driving is a profession. Driving is an occupation. You won't find the definition in the codes, but you will find definitions provided in lots and lots of court cases. They're parenthetically telling you what driving is, but they're not directly telling you. But when you take all the stuff and you, and you compile it and put it together, <laughs> driving's a job. I don't drive anywhere. I didn't, I didn't drive over to the grocery store yesterday. I used my, used my truck to get there, but I didn't drive. You see, what we're dealing with, and this is what is not taught to uh, people before they're 16 years old. Actually, it's never taught to them. They're never taught what any of this stuff is. They're never taught about contracts when, they, when they're forced to go to the uh, public schools. They're never taught anything about liability and risk, that the, the kids are being made intentionally retarded. Because I think what's at stake here is all the folks who've been uh, 
feeding at this particular trough, uh, they're aware that their party's just about over. They can't get out of what's, what's, what's happened over the last 30 years. It's impossible. The only thing they can do is, is cheat. All they can do is stall and delay. That's all they can do. But the good news is, folks, that all the information is available for us to understand what we're being confronted with. And what we're being confronted with is, is, is fear, extortion, and, and terror. Police are, are subjecting people to warrantless arrests for non-criminal behavior when they pull someone over for an alleged traffic infraction. <clears throat> That's what it is. It's not a traffic stop. Traffic stop is a colloquial term. It's slang, but it's not what the legislature provided. The legislature has identified what the officer does as an arrest. Now, for those of you folks interested in, uh, uh, you know, the question, well, what do you do? You pulled over, you don't have a license. Okay, that's where being aware of this information comes in handy. Because if you are pulled over and you don't have a license, <laughs> there is a consequence. There's a consequence to being pulled over. The cop will let you go, or he's going to hook you up to a, excuse me, a, a process that's going to take a little while to resolve. But the key, as far as dealing with a so-called traffic stop, which is technically a warrantless arrest, is what the officer observed. That's your target. Euphemistically speaking, it's a cop's head. Why? Because the cop, highway patrol officer, sheriff deputy was either in a patrol, patrol car or on a bike and they observed some conduct. That's what they're basing their determination on. Now, there's a lot of very intelligent people uh, that I've spoken with over the years, a lot of dedicated and passionate people who put in a lot of work studying various aspects of this uh, blueprint. I focus on what I focus on. That's the area that I study. And, uh, you know, some of these other, and, and other folks are, are seeing other parts of the blueprint and they're, they're asserting their stuff. And um, I run into a lot of folks who use this, um, I, I suppose it, you, you could call it an argument if you want, but they're using this uh, all caps name um, issue. And um, recently, uh, I, I was contacted by somebody who was in the middle of a uh, traffic deal. And um, this issue came up, and, and I said that, uh, and uh, <clears throat> um, so, Sorry, someone just came up to the door. Um, so anyway, the deal is that what the cop observes is the cause for them reaching down and activating the red lights, okay? That's, it's their decision based upon their evaluation of what they observed that caused them to reach down and flick the switch and activate the red lights. So the officer's head is your target. Did the officer correctly evaluate what he observed? Yes or no? Well, 
<clears throat> when it comes to the infraction, the answer is no. Why? Because infractions are not crimes. When that officer activates the red lights, what that officer is doing <clears throat> is applying his grant or her grant of the state's police power. They're using compulsion to accomplish a state aim. That's what that's what's that's all about. So when those red lights go on, <clears throat> that's not a request. That's a command. Pull over now. And what you have Legally speaking, what you'll find in a lot of court cases is what's called an officer's show of authority. Now, that's the first half, the first part of a two-part thing called a seizure. You cannot be seized until you halt. Once you halt, you got a completed seizure. <clears throat> now, that's for Fourth Amendment purposes. But in California, it's even better. It's an arrest. Because that's what the legislature has identified it as. I'm not a fan of the federal constitution and the Fourth Amendment. <clears throat> I think they're important, but they have, uh, when it comes to a hammer, um, you can use one of those little nutcracker hammers, you know, to crack your walnuts, or you can use a 24-ounce framing hammer. I'm going for the 24-ounce framing hammer because I want to take care of some business. That's the state constitution. The state constitution affords us greater protection than the federal constitution. <clears throat> However, I think it's important to read and study Fourth Amendment cases so that people get an understanding of how the courts determine what they do. There's a lot of valuable information in court cases. I read court cases nearly every day because I want to I know what words people wearing black robes use. I want to know what phrases they use. I, I want to know what sources they look in. I'm, I, do, I'm a, I do a lot of, that's pretty much what I do, is research. Now, I'm here to tell you, SCOTUS, the state, uh, the state Supreme Court, all the courts have the best researchers on the planet. I'd like to have the uh, Supreme Court's database <clears throat> um, because there's a lot of valuable information in that database. You, you know, use, it's very useful for me. Uh, in any event, um, the importance of, of understanding the distinction between a legal term of art and a, a legal or technical definition is really important. Now, here is what a legal term of art is. It's black, is actually green. That's a legal term of art. Now, a really great example of a legal term of art is um, when Bill Clinton was being impeached <clears throat> And uh, he responded to this question that was posed to him, and his response was kind of amusing. I'm sure it was amusing to lay people, but I'm sure that uh, attorneys, uh, they didn't find it very amusing. 
you see, Bill, Bill, Bill Clinton, uh, in response to the question, was, well, it depends on what the definition of is is. Yeah, he actually said that. And again, I'm sure the vast majority of people who, who, who witnessed him say that, who aren't attorneys, probably started chuckling. But all the suits went, you know, that's one smart attorney. She knows what a legal term of art is. Bottom line, folks, is, is that the government was created for us, and people like Bill Clinton and Jerry Brown and all the police and the sheriffs and the judges and the dog catcher and everybody downtown, they wanted to be our employee. What I've found over the last oh, 35 years of study is they don't like their job. They don't like following the rules they agreed to follow. And over the course of the last four years, what I've witnessed in court, oh, man, folks, it's getting bad. I mean, really bad. I've seen some bad things, but the stuff I've seen over the last four years is, is really uh, horrific. Um, and <clears throat> the folks wearing the black robes, based on what I'm aware of, they're either incompetent or they're criminals. Either way, it's bad for us. If they're incompetent, and oversight's going to probably cost us $500, $400, whatever. <clears throat> if they're a criminal, it's going to cost us a lot more. Because someone who's incompetent can be taught, kind of, presumptively. But a criminal, that's eh, different. <clears throat> and we got some serious problems in the court. Just ask Kirk. Maybe Kirk's on this call. Now, I assisted Kirk uh, in a case uh, whereby he was uh, stopped. At, um, at, it had to do with an expired tab, and then he was also cited for um, uh, driving on a suspended license. <clears throat> Just ask Kirk how it went, well, you folks who know him. Now, he was found guilty of driving on a suspended license, but the DA never offered any evidence he was driving. It wasn't an insufficiency of evidence. It was a complete absence of any evidence that one of the essential elements of the crime that the prosecution is required to prove. Well, they didn't, and they never do. Everybody in court today, in traffic court in California, all the ones who lost, more than likely lost, due to a, a, tech, a technicality. It's just that simple. But the good news is um, the ball's in our court. We're, we're actually in the catbird seat because everybody who works in government is an employee. That makes them one down to us. And we're being treated like Judge Judy treats the litigants who show up in that farce. For all you folks uh, um, out there, you might want to take a locate the canons of judicial ethics for your state. And then uh, read through those and get to the part where uh, they talk about judges and their treatment of the litigants. 
and then watch a, a Judge Judy um, nightmare and see if she's in compliance with the code of judi- judicial ethics. I mean, talk about uh, conduct unbecoming. I mean, this this woman is a, is a pathetic embarrassment to the uh, the judge community. Now, I got someone that actually blows her out of the water. There's this there's this uh, Elmer Fudd dude up in uh, Fremont in the Fremont Court. He's uh, actually a retired judge, and I thought this was probably the I thought this was the worst case I'd ever seen um, uh, when I uh, started um, since I've been doing this. Uh, I was working with a guy, and he had received a, a ticket for an infraction, and he wanted to address the uh, notice to appear issue. A lot of people are unaware that the notice to appear isn't a complaint it's not a criminal complaint and it's just a notice uh this weekend you know sale over at the orchard supply and hardware home depot or lowe's we're having that's notice it's not a complaint a complaint is hey you broke my pencil that's a complaint without a complaint a criminal complaint, you can't have a criminal action. It's impossible. So the question for y'all is, who's the plaintiff in a criminal action? Well, it's the people. Well, who's the people's attorney? You know, 40, 35 million people are not going to show up in uh, traffic court tomorrow in Fremont. So who's going to represent them? Well, that's the DA, the DA staff. That's who's going to represent the plaintiff, presuming they bother to file a case. If they don't file a case, there's not going to be a case. Now, everybody has uh, heard about uh, this Hillary Clinton email thing. And they're also aware the DOJ is uh, in a determination phase as to whether or not they want to go ahead and uh, prefer charges. Well, the other day, Ms. Loretta... Uh, said, paraphrasing, that uh, they uh, don't have to prosecute. And she was absolutely correct. But I'm sure that uh, whoever read the article was, you know, shocked and stunned because, oh, man, you're not going to prosecute, man. They don't have to. It's not mandatory that the district attorney sue every alleged crime. If it was mandatory, courts would never close. Maybe open 24 hours a day, seven days a week if the district attorney had to prosecute every single alleged crime. It just ain't going to happen. So what the legislature did, the lawmaking body of the state, is they provided the discretion to the district attorney to prefer charges, a charge or a charge. And typically that's going to be based on Evidence, a sufficiency of evidence standard. If there is insufficient evidence, then the DA is not going to lock and load a case. They're not going to fire up a courtroom and invest all that money and time preferring a charge they can't win. That's not how they do it. They only invest in sure things. 
that's good business as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, but the fact remains is they don't have to prosecute. <clears throat> if, if, if they don't file a case, you're not going to go to a trial. So um, can someone out there who's been in traffic court where it's just been um, you and the police officer and the judge, can you explain how that works? How, how, can that, how that can be legitimate? Where's the plaintiff? Where's the plaintiff's attorney? Were you served with a criminal complaint? You're standing in the middle of a trial with the officer who's the witness. They're going to bear witness against you. And that's also, believe it or not, the arresting officer. But don't believe me. Look in your vehicle code. Your vehicle code will identify exactly what the police contact is. It's an arrest. And that arresting officer is the state's witness. Nothing more. It's not the officer's case. The officer can't prosecute the case because that would be the unauthorized practice of law. <laughs> they can't do that. Only attorneys can practice law, and the officer is not an attorney. Houston, we got a problem here, and it's substantial. And for whatever reason, it's not getting discussed. But nobody wants to be a traffic ticket. Now, the other day, I got word from up north, northern California, where I'm at. And um, once again, uh, uh, the prosecutor ignored people versus Sava. People versus Sava. S-A-V as in Victor A. People versus Sava. For all you folks in California who may not have this case, uh, it's gold. It's the only case in California history that contains these four words. Infractions are not crimes. And then they ice the cake with this. The legislature never intended infractions to be crimes. That decision was rendered in 1987 here in California. It's never gone up to the Supreme Court of California. It's never gone to the Supreme Court of the United States. It's stuck at the Court of Appeals. Guess what? It's good law. And nobody's using it other than the few people I've been working with over the last 30 years. This is insane. Anybody who gets anything from me, they're going to see people versus Saba. It's a night, again, 1987, 190, Cal App 3rd, 935. 190, Cal App 3rd, 935. That's old. (laughs) Apparently, the uh, law enforcement agencies in California haven't gotten a memo yet. I got it. I'm telling you guys about it. Go find out. Go look at those words. 
right? Now what you have is hearsay. Go look at those words. Get the case downloaded. You can get it at Find Law if you'd like. It's free. It's Find Law. I mean, they, they offer free accounts. You can use a pen name if you want. You don't have to give any personal or confidential information. Or just type in People versus Salva in 1987, Calap 3rd, uh, let's see, 190 Calap 3rd, 935. You'll probably get it from uh, somewhere on the net. And look at the words. And you'll have personal knowledge. You just up your... Uh, um, your cred, your street cred, because you know more than the majority of people wearing black robes. And you'll know way more than police and highway patrol and sheriff deputies. Folks, if they don't know what's in that case, if they don't know that infractions are not crimes, they're incompetent. They're, pulling pe they're, they're arresting people for non-criminal behavior without a warrant. That's a crime. The police are committing crimes right now in your community. And they're getting paid for it. And the, and the still innocent motorist is either going to pay before they make that service provider complete their job, the service provider being the law enforcement officer, and, of course, the uh, district attorney, because hey, when it comes to crime, the people are the plaintiffs and their attorney is the DA. Folks, this isn't rocket science. All we need to do is find the code sections that they wrote and use them against them. I didn't like that any of the stuff I'm telling, but I found it. Now, I'm not very smart when it comes to this stuff, but I'm not entirely stupid either. And I'm tired of being lied to and ripped off by people who wanted to work for me. If the people on the government dole don't like the arrangement, they can quit. Nobody had held a gun to their head and making them go apply to be a government employee. They don't get to stay there and screw it up and abuse us just because they don't like it. And they don't want to follow the rules they agreed to follow. It doesn't work that way. Suck it up or quit. Now, what we're doing in mass across this country is we're proving crime pays. Because ain't nobody using SAVA. I don't understand why. Ladies and gentlemen, why would I, for those folks, I have a question for the uh, folks who, and, and, and I don't mean this as a dig or anything, it's a, it's a straight question. For the folks who are using the um, all caps, um, argument, how, how, how does that relate to what the officer observed? How, how, how does that relate? I don't know. Are you looking for someone to put their hand up and ask you a question or to answer you? Or... Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Testing one, two, three. Where'd he go? It looks like he's still on South Central. Oh. 
Thank you, Vital. Uh, I guess uh, we lost him. Rich, I mean, it looks like you're still on here, but that happened the last time also. I don't know. So, uh, what is it? Central Coastal California? See, there's... Uh, hmm. Rich, I don't know. Nope. Oh, I guess he just got off. We'll wait to see if he comes back on. I'm glad I got back on. I plugged in the other headset. You know, it's real funny. I plug in this headset, and then on my list of options, it shows Microsoft headset, and I click on that. But when I use the other one, which is a Plantronics, which is an official Skype headset, it doesn't say Plantronics. It doesn't help me get... uh, thing working. I don't know what I'm going to do now. Okay, well, we're waiting for uh, Rich to come on. It's funny. One says Central Coastal California, but Central is C-E-N-T, abbreviated period. And the other one, it spells it all out, Central Coastal California. Isn't that interesting? I wonder why. (sighs) Oh, you came back under Code Red. Rich, I can hear you. Oh. Hello? 54321. Hello? Hello? 54321. 54321. Hello? I kept unmuting you, and I guess you kept muting yourself. No, I don't know what happened, but anyway, so here we are back again, and thank you. Okay. Apologize All right. For so now you're on as code red. So that's great, and and, okay. and it shows you're on the chat too. So okay, good. terrific. Yeah, terrific. And you can hear me, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Yes, ma'am. So All right. um, and so anyway, actually, code red, folks. Where that comes from is a few good men. The movie, a few good men. That's what we're dealing with. There's no legislative authorization for a warrantless arrest for non-criminal behavior. Hello, I just told you how to beat a ticket. Repeat it because you went too fast. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, There's no legislative authorization for an arrest for non-criminal behavior. Now, that has nothing to do with whether or not my name is in all caps or not. That's not what the officer observed. What the officer observed was a verb, action, conduct, behavior. That's what they observed. Did they correctly evaluate what they observed? If the red lights go on, if the uh, reason the lights went on is an infraction, the answer is hell no. You can, the legislature had, here's something you all can do. I've suggested this to any number of people over the years. What what you might do is send a question up to your legislator. Simple yes or no question. Just one. Find out who represents the district you're in, whoever you hired, if you hired them or not. And send them a letter. Uh, It's really simple. Uh, uh, Assembly member so-and-so. Has the legislature provided, (coughs) excuse me, the authorization for a peace officer 
to make a warrantless arrest for non-criminal behavior. It's just that simple. It's yes or no. That's all you care about, yes or no. Now, if the lawmaking body employee that you're talking to doesn't know the answer to that question, what are they doing picking up the phone? They wanted to work for the lawmaker. Your, you know, whoever answers the phone is an ambassador. They better have the answer. Whoever gets that letter better have the answer. They better find the answer if they don't know what it is. Because they work for us. Make them work. Has the legislature provided the authorization for a peace officer to make a warrantless arrest for non-criminal behavior? Now, you can follow it up with this if you like. If so, at what code section does he, will I find the authorization? It's just that simple. Now, more than likely, uh, anybody who does this, they may, if they're really lucky, get, get a single-word response. That's all you care about. That's all you want. Because there's only one correct answer to that question. And it's no. But don't believe me. I would encourage everybody on this call not to believe me because all, I'm do all you're doing is experiencing hearsay. The difference between me and a lot of other people is that I don't operate off hearsay. I operate off personal knowledge. And um, I would encourage everybody to take a look at... Uh, California Evidence Code, Section 702, 701 and 702, you find something interesting about witnesses. Now, recall that the officer is the state's witness, nothing more. That's all they are. They're a witness. I, I also mentioned we're losing on a technicality. The technicality is nobody bothers to qualify the witness to determine if they're competent. If they're not competent, according to Section 702 of the California Evidence Code, they are prohibited from testifying. But nobody bothers to qualify the officer to determine if they actually know what they're doing. Let's take a look at the traffic stop for a moment. What actually is it? Well, we know it's an arrest. Okay, great. What's the officer actually doing? What that officer is doing is alleging you're acting without authorization. You're either exceeding the posted speed limit. You're not authorized to do that. You're talking on your cell phone. You're not authorized to do that. Hey, you weren't wearing a seat. You're not, you weren't wearing... You're not authorized to do that. Hey, your, expire, your tab's expired. You agreed to have all those things functional, okay? No burned-out lights, no cracked windows, no talking on cell phones, no overly big fuzzy dice, no overly tinted windows, okay? Everybody who got the driver's license agreed to comply with those rules. So what the officer is doing is alleging that the defendant acted without authorization. They either did something or didn't do something they were supposed to do. It's just that simple. No problem. Now, as it turns out, this particular blade cuts on both sides. 
let's say I'm pulled over for speeding. Well, they're going to want to talk about how fast I was going and whether the officer was wearing a uniform and if he was in a clearly marked car and all this other happy, uh, you know, the stuff that comes out the back of a horse. That's what they want to talk about. Fine. They can talk about anything they want. And after they get done talking, then I get to talk about anything that I want. And I'm here to tell you, I'm not going to talk about speeding. What I want to know is, did that officer follow the rules that applied to him? If he did, I'll man up. No, I don't want to be like them. I'll, I'll pay if I screwed up, you know, take care of my mistake or whatever. I got no problem with that. But I'm not going to pay them for not working. They got to do their job, and I know what their job is. So I'm going to be asking that officer some questions about what he knows. I'm going to ask him questions about the vehicle code. I'm going to ask him questions that tend to qualify him. That's what I'm going to do because I'm convinced that 99.9% of all law enforcement officers, they don't know any of this stuff. They're just pretending. And it's easy to figure out whether they are or not. Um, now, I'm going to go back to this uh, case that I worked on uh, with this guy up in Fremont and tell you about this nightmare and then tell you about this other one. Uh, it was a speeding case. And what I heard in a court uh, from three different law enforcement officers, they used the same exact term to identify the con. I'll tell you right now. These three cops in this, in this courtroom, when they were given their narrative of what, what occurred, all used the same identifier. And now the first time I heard it, I went, oh, that's interesting. Okay. I hadn't heard that before. I didn't think too much of it. And then the second time I heard it, I went, wait a minute. Well, okay. And then the third guy comes up, and he used it, and I go, get out of here. <laughs> These guys have no way. These guys have been coached. They've never seen enforcement stop in the vehicle code. That's not what it's called. I made an enforcement stop. No, that's not what the legislature calls it. Where'd they get that phrase? Where'd they get that term? Do they have personal knowledge of the source? Hey, ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, I have a decent awareness of the vehicle code and, and, and enforcement stops not in it. Where'd they get that from? I, I want to know. I want them to tell me where they're finding out what, they, what they're saying because they're trying to get me to stick my hand in my pocket and underwrite their uh, living expenses. Well, I'm not going to do that. I don't throw logs on my enemy's fire. Are you kidding me? I'm going to make these people work. They wanted to work. I'm going to make them work. Best way to make them work? Questions. Lots and lots and lots of questions. Code Red comes from the movie A Few Good Men. There was a scene where Tom Cruise is saying some things. And this, this is the cool part about court. So Tom, Tom Cruise is kind of standing there saying a bunch of stuff, a bunch of statements. And then the... Uh, Kevin Bacon character who's representing uh, the um, 
the government says this to the judge, Your Honor, is there a question anywhere in our future? Ladies and gentlemen, courts are greenhouses for questions. But because of our being subjected to all the propaganda we've been subjected to and we have no professional training, what do we do when we go into a courtroom? We do what Lucy does when she's been caught by Ricky. She explains. That's what we do. We explain. Well, Your Honor, I was just. That's not a legal argument, folks. Yeah, but Your Honor, you don't understand. This officer was really rude. And then, look, I only had two beers. Okay, great. Yep. That's not a legal argument. A legal argument sounds a certain way. And unfortunately, they sandbagged us on, on this information. So the majority of people are running into a courtroom acting as if they know how it works. Now, this is, this is, I think this is a fundamental oversight uh, by a lot of folks. Um, I'm not a big fan of government employees because as far as I'm concerned, they're, they're like posers and slackers, and that's just me. So I'm not a big fan of these people. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, they're still people, and you don't shear all the dogs because one of them has fleas. So uh, they're working for us, and it's in our best interest to help them understand what it is they're doing. And so that's really the purpose of, of uh, what I would want to use a, a trial for. As a matter of fact, um, I, I think it's a good idea to go to trial. A lot of people don't want to do that. They want to get out, get out from under it. But actually, I want to get paid. Now, I'm interested in being restored and uh, compensated for my inconvenience and, uh, you know, the employee wasting my time. And uh, I'm particularly uh, upset about all this stuff because um, I really appreciate my clearly established constitutional rights. I know what they are. And uh, I don't take it kindly when people attempt to interfere with them. And that's what the police are doing on a regular and routine basis. And I don't think they want you folks to know what some of the stuff I'm aware of because you, you, you figure this stuff out. They got a they got a big problem. You see, it's a warrantless arrest. And prima facie, on its face, it's illegal. Whether it's authorized or not, on its face, this is this is ancient history. It's, it, it, it's illegal. Now, if they have a warrant, then okay, uh, they're serving process. Very good. Then that's different. But if they're making a warrantless arrest on its face, that's illegal. So um, the question becomes, where's the authorization for it? What are the conditions upon which a peace officer can make a warrantless arrest for non-criminal behavior? Well, they don't exist. Their feet aren't on the ground, folks. They're making it up because they can't hook up their beliefs to sources, at least the sources I, I, I would want you folks to be aware of. Everything that I do tracks to the state constitution. If they keep pressing the issue with me, sooner or later we're going to wind up there. 
because that paper is the top dog. That, that, that's the top dog paper. They can't get through it. That piece of paper is between me and them. It's the wall, I suppose you could say, that, prevents, that, that keeps them in their cage. They wanted to be more restricted than me. Fine. They wanted to follow rules I don't want to follow. Fine. They don't get to, because they're annoyed they, or they're hearing something they don't like, they don't get to, that doesn't mean they get to ignore the rules they agreed to follow. It doesn't work that way. We don't know the rules that apply to our employees. The employees are looting our business. They're stealing from us while they're abusing us. We're busting them. What do they do? Slap us across the face. Now, about this case up in Fremont, it was a simple infraction, no big deal. The guy, the guy was the rookie. This was his second case. And uh, um, he, he, uh, he, had a, he, had, he wanted to raise the issue about the notice to appear not being a criminal complaint. So uh, that, that was a, um, a, a tactic uh, and part of the strategy, the, the attack strategy, when it was his turn to uh, examine the officer. So he starts to examine the officer. He starts to launch into a series of questions that I provided for him. And this judge, who I, I subsequently learned, was retired. But he was, so he's a retired actual judge. And um, I, I thought that was kind of interesting, number one, because typically you're going to uh, you're going to have a commissioner or possibly a pro tem sit on an infraction case. Well, this was a retired judge, and he starts launching into his questions. And keep in mind, folks, that the um, the questions are such. I, I, I constructed them in a way that the theory behind the construction is to avoid any objections, because when 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 people go into a courtroom. Typically, you know, it's a foreign environment. They haven't been there before. They're not as familiar with it as the people who are there every day. They don't know what's going to happen. And you got all these other anxious people sitting around, whatever. It's just unnerving. So the, the questions are constructed in a way to eliminate any objection. There's no reason for anybody to object. They, they, the questions all have to do with two things, procedure and witness credibility. Witness credibility questions, open season, all year long. Witness credibility questions, slaughter them, folks. Officer, uh, uh, did you attend the police academy? No, he's in a he's he's in a cop uniform, you know. So you're probably going to get one of these. Yeah. Oh, great. And um, uh, did you graduate? Yeah. That's what you're going to get. Great. See, with that, with that ridiculous question or that simplistic, childish, immature question, what that officer doesn't realize is the pedestal he's standing on is getting taller and taller and taller. So what we want to do is we want to push that, that officer up into nosebleed atmosphere, okay? His ego will take him exactly where we want him to go. Because nobody likes to admit they don't know. I've already worked through that fear. I don't know. And I don't mind saying I don't know. People want to think I'm an idiot, fine. But 
I know what I don't know means to me. It means I can find out. So in any event, I want to ask the cop some questions. And if he thinks that they're uh, immature, or, come on, dude, what are you doing here? Come on, we get. I'm a, I'm in it. Okay, great. So, officer, did you, uh, you, did you go to the police academy? Yeah. Um, did you graduate? Of course I did. Did you get the post certificate? Police officer standards and training. Did you get that? Yeah. Okay, great. Now, when you were at the police academy, uh, did you study criminal law? <laughs> well, of course. I'm a cop. Okay, great. Just, just checking. Okay. Now, um, while you were there, they, they taught you what a crime was, right? <laughs> of course they did. And, the, and the, they taught you that um, probably that when you, um, you know, when you commit a crime, you get a jury trial and, a, and an attorney paid for at public expense, you know, if you're poor or something like that. It, but, and uh, you could go to jail, right? Yeah. Well, that's part, and and uh, part of that's part of the Miranda warning. Yeah. Um, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can be will can and will be used against you. And if you can't afford an attorney, one will be provided, right? Yeah, of course. Everybody knows that. Great. Now, officer, um, uh, before you decided to become a law enforcement officer, did you go to college? Well, of course. Four years? Yeah. Did you graduate? Sure, I did. You got a blown? Sure. Okay. So, yeah. You see what I'm doing, folks? Is I'm qualifying this guy. And he, his ego is really helping me a lot here. So, officer, you have uh, personal knowledge of the distinction between uh, criminal and non-criminal behavior. Is that correct? Well, of course. I'm, I got the post certificate. Look at my uniform. Come on, man. Look at how shiny my boots are. Come on. Okay, great. So, um, now, uh, is it a fact that... Uh, that you had occasion to interact with me on January 15th, uh, 2015? Yeah. And, uh, hmm. So you made contact with me on January 15th, 2015? Yeah. Okay, great. And was the purpose of your contact to enforce the vehicle code? Yeah. Okay, great. Now, prior to your contact with me, did you activate the patrol vehicle's red lights? Yeah. And uh, were those directed at me? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were directed at you. Okay. Now, was it your intent that I halt? Yeah. And did I comply with your intent? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I just induced that officer to admit half of a crime. If I can do it, you can do it. I'm not that smart. All I want to know is, hey, cop, you follow the rules? That's what my case is. If they followed the rules, I'll pay. If they didn't follow the rules, I'm not going to pay a hypocrite. They're hypocrites. They swore an oath. Too bad they don't comply with it. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got some serious problems in this country. I don't know about the rest of the country. I'm not in the rest of the country. I'm where I am, and it's bad where I am. Now, what happened in that guy's case when he was asking the cop the questions, the qualifying questions, to find out if that cop knew what he was doing, especially about the notice to appear? Because my guy asked him, so officer, you issue, is it a fact you issued a notice to appear? Yeah. The judge intervened, and he goes, we don't have a notice to appear. I wasn't there. This is what I heard, and then I got the transcript. I'm here to tell you folks, I've read that transcript at least 50 times 
every single time I read it, I cannot believe that this guy who said this stuff, the guy wearing the black dress, is on the job getting paid. It, it, it's just absolutely mind-boggling. This guy is a complete retard. So he goes, we don't have a notice to appear. Well, um, when you look at the transcript, you can see that, you know, my guy kind of he's thrown off because he's like, what? So he's trying to figure out what to do. Now, keep in mind, he's a, he's a rookie. This is only the second time out the gate for this guy. I couldn't have possibly prepared him for um, hearing there is no notice to appear. What? He's, that's, that's, that's the name of the paper the cop gave him. It's printed, those three words. Everybody in California knows exactly what I'm talking about. It says notice to appear on it. This judge sat there arguing with the defendant. There's no notice to appear. It's shock that's shocking in and of itself. The other stuff he did and said during the case is even worse. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but in fact, this was the second judge who said there was no notice to appear. That's exactly what the first judge said in his first infraction case. Are you kidding me? This is insane. That, they, that, that, that someone wearing a black robe would say something like that when you got a piece of paper right there with those three words on it. What do you do with that, folks? Well, you better figure it out because those guys are on the payroll. So we got a, we got a judge sitting in Fremont who doesn't know what the paper's called. What he did was, my guy was going through the qualification questions, the judge got, got snappy with the guy. I'm talking violations of the canons of judicial ethics all over the place. And what he did was he actually dismissed the officer before, while my guy was in the process of examining him. So during my guy's case, this judge, this retired judge, dismissed the officer, denied my guy his right to confrontation. Uh, now, I thought that, and, and I, I can't, no attorney would believe what this judge said. I don't, I don't think any, any attorney would believe what this judge said. And I'm not even going to bother to begin to broach it because it, it, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I, I'll, I'll read the transcript at, at some point if you like, but this thing is just, <clears throat> this guy is crazy. He's a wor it's the worst example I, I had ever witnessed in 25 years. Well, <laughs> That, that case was, uh, you know, it was uh, talk to Kirk, you, you folks who know Kirk's case. You know, that took, the, that took the cake. And see what happened there, folks. Um, not only did he not get to examine his accuser, he was denied his right to examine his accuser, he didn't even get to put on his case. Yeah, and he was found guilty. Yeah. That happened in a courtroom, a superior courtroom. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, the assistant district attorney lied to the judge and sort of the court clerk. Huh. And based on those lies, the judge actually, um, what he did was he shifted the burden to the still innocent de defendant to prove why he was entitled to examine his accuser. Yeah, folks. 
that took place in this country happened last year. And now the coup de grace. Got a butt up in uh, <clears throat> over in Ventura County. And uh, <clears throat> he was subjected to a, 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 a stop for uh, misdemeanor DUI. Um, although that's not, so, but, but that wasn't the, the, what the officers observed. What they observed was um, weaving, okay? It's what you typically do when you inadvertently um, spill some of your coffee as you're taking a sip. You'll look down, oh, crap, you know, and you kind of do that weedy little thing. Well, he had just gotten onto the freeway, and apparently as uh, the tires of his of his truck, I guess, you know, touched or went over a little bit the white line, and then he straightened out. However, uh, that wasn't uh, sufficient for the officer, uh, the cops behind him, so they lit him up. He got off at the very next exit, and uh, the officer uh, pulls into a In-N-Out Burger parking lot. The officer walks up, and um, it didn't go well for him. Let's let's put it that way. It's a very very bad situation as far as the, that that part goes. I mean, we're talking forced blood draw, no uh, court order, no process, just really bad stuff, folks. I mean, talk about grand theft. Uh, this is even worse because they're taking blood. Okay. Now, let, let's talk about the uh, quote-unquote trial. <clears throat> um, if the court doesn't have jurisdiction, all the legs of the jurisdictional stool, as you lieheads know, court can't do anything. It's got to dismiss. They don't have all the legs. If they don't have in personam jurisdiction, subject matter jurisdiction, they can't go forward. So without all the legs of the jurisdictional stool, got to terminate the case in the interest of justice. Okay, great. So that's what our approach was. <clears throat> we're not going to ask for any relief. Like we're, a motion uh, is typically a request for relief. Um, I'm not asking for any relief. I don't need any relief. My approach is to notify, hey, pal, this is the rule. You agreed to follow it, follow it, or we're going to have problems. This applies to you, not me. Uh, so when you comply with this, then I'll do the next thing, okay? But if you don't comply with this, then I ain't going to do what you want me to do. And you can huff and puff all you want, but it's not going to work. And if you don't like the arrangement, then quit and go work in a private sector and screw up someone else's community. Get out of here, okay? We've got to figure out how to get these creeps off the bench because they don't know what they're doing. They're hurting people. They're taking food off of people's tables. They're causing unnecessary grief and aggravation while they live in fat because the public schools never disclosed what they're aware of. They found out, and they're cheating. They're lying to us. <clears throat> it's not healthy. They wanted to work for us. That's how, that's how it goes. If you don't like it, quit. Don't be standing here talking down to me and, and acting all condescending and lofty because you wear a black dress and uh, you passed the bar exam. Wow. Great. You wanted to do it. So what? What does that make you? You know? Next time you see a, uh, a law enforcement officer of any... You know, whether they're a highway patrol, sheriff, or a, <clears throat> a 
police officer. Just ask them if they can make an arrest for non-criminal behavior. See what they say. Well, um, um, if you'd like, Angela, we can uh, take some questions. Okay. Anybody have a question, press star eight. That'll put your hand up. You should know that by now. Rich, do we plead first? Sal is asking. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and folks, I'm not going to look at the screen, so Angela's going to read to me because I, have, I have stuff in front of me here that I may need to uh, offer. Um, plea is only, okay. Now, it's important to understand that there's civil and criminal. There's only two types of actions, civil and criminal. And each realm, if you will, the civil, civil realm and the criminal realm have a, uh, a dictionary uh, 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 specific to each discipline. So the words, the, the lexicon for crime, for criminal, is different than the words used for, to identify civil stuff. So the term plead or plea is a word that we find in the criminal dictionary. But it's not, you know, that's not something you're going to do in a, in a, any of you folks have done a small claims action, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You don't, you don't go to an arraignment. There's no arraignment. So before there can be a plea, there has to be an arraignment. See, these are elements of a criminal cake. Okay, this is, this is an ingredient of a criminal cake. So you have a cop, that's one ingredient. Yeah, they, uh, an arraignment or pay or whatever, um, that's part of the criminal. A plea is part of the criminal. Um, the reading, uh, when, when, the, when the judicial officer tells you what you're charged with, that's, that's part of a, a criminal thing as well. It's not a part of a civil thing. So presumptively, if you enter a plea, then you haven't... Let me say it this way. It's a real good idea to look at um, uh, look at look in your in your evidence code for presumption. Look in your own evidence code and look and find out what presumptions are, because what we're doing is presuming, and that's why we're getting our ass kicked. When someone goes into arraignment and enters a plea, they're presuming that what the officer did was legitimate. I believe that what the officer does, if it's for an infraction and he doesn't have a warrant, is illegitimate. It's void. I'm not going to enter a plea because I know I haven't been accused of a crime. Why the hell would I enter a plea when I haven't been accused of a crime? If I enter a plea, guess what? (laughs) Yeah, I just waved my... uh, Wave my security. I wave my immunity. Well, I don't want to be immune. And actually, folks, <clears throat> this is very, this is something for you all to consider. Um, government employees don't have what's known as plenary power, <clears throat> absolute power. They have limited power. And that's all they have. But as a, as a government employee, they don't have any rights. They just have power. They, can, they have privileges and power. That's it. So the question becomes, if the officer 
acts without authorization or contrary to a rule he agreed to follow or a rule that applies to him requiring specific performance, if he he doesn't comply, guess what he does? He forfeits his qualified immunity from prosecution. Yeah, that's right. You can sue him. Why? Well, he looked like a cop, but he, he trespassed. He acted beyond the scope of his constitutional duty, of his constitutional authority. He, he acted without authorization. Who cares if he's got a loaded gun or a, 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 um, a taser or a nightstick and whatever else he's got? Who cares? He acted without authorization. He's as naked as a, jail, as a jaybird. From a liability standpoint, you know, they, you know, they don't want to teach kids about risk and liability because if kids figure out risk and liability, what they're going to realize once they start reading through the codes, especially about arrests, cops don't have to make them. Warrantless arrests, that is. And if they do have process like a, a warrant, that's well, different. But look at your look look in your penal code. You folks in California, take a look at uh, penal code section eight thirty six A one eight thirty six A one. Peace officer may. Then head over to the California penal code. Uh, my my apologies, the California vehicle code four zero three zero zero point five. You'll see the same three words: peace officer may. Hey folks, peace officers don't gotta. They can if they wanna, but they don't gotta. Now I'm sure there's people on this phone call that are gonna know how to take advantage of this. Hey, officer, uh, is it a fact that you initiated contact with me on uh, January 15th, uh, 2015? Yeah. And uh, was it state-authorized business? Oh, yeah. Really? Well, I sure hope you can point to the code section that makes it that way. Because if you can't... Yes, 13 on here is saying that you consented the moment you pulled over. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, I'd rather consent than get get beaten up and hauled off to jail. So, yeah, I'm going to consent, and I'm going to go into their little coffee clutch, and I'm going to take a crap on their newly shampooed carpet, and they're going to clean it up so they're, because I'm a jerk. Do we have any? Uh, so, anyway, as far as pleading goes, <laughs> um, um, I would... Uh, my apologies. Um, I, I, I would uh, argue differently. I would, I, my, my, if I was going to, uh, it, it depends on how I want to do it. That's, uh, there, there's no, hmm. what? Hello? Are you still there? Hello, hello. What? I'm here. Oh, there I'm you here. are. Right. Okay. So there's no really, there's no really one way to go about doing this. I mean, depending upon what what you know, you could have fun. I mean, it's kind of it, it it's kind of cool setting up a judge. I mean, really. I mean, I've 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 uh, I've done a few things and it turned out pretty well. I, I mean, it, uh, a lot. If you if you're not aware, then it probably won't. Um, make make any uh sense to you but it's kind of cool <clears throat> i got to uh this one time 
um, I was in court, and I, uh, I actually uh, uh, filed paperwork uh, because I wanted to uh, uh, test a, uh, a theory. So uh, typically, um, I, I won't file any paperwork because I don't want the DA to show up. I just want it to be me and the cop because what I'm doing is I, I want to ensure a paycheck when all this is, is resolved. And I, I just need information from the cop to, um, you know, work the paycheck thing, okay? Because I think winning in court means something other than what people currently think it is. Yeah, I won my case. Well, I look at it as I won my case and I got paid for my troubles. That's what I'm about. So, yeah, I'm going to go into their uh, into that building that they're all working in. <clears throat> And I'm going to say some things. And I'm going to say some things that benefit me. Because I don't want any crap on the back end from the municipality when I file a claim for damages for false imprisonment and trespass and intentional infliction of emotional and psychological trauma, not to mention all the other stuff I can, I can uh, raise. Okay? So this is what I'm doing. I know the rules that apply to the police. Look up, look up your arrest procedures. You know, uh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say Sal here is, uh, he's in New York, I guess. Uh, says here in New York state, we have to enter a guilty or not guilty plea to be seen by a judge. Really? That's what I said. Hey, he also said he wants me to ask you to be more direct in in other words, trim off the extra, um, well, meaningless data. <laughs> Sal. Okay. All right. Well, well hey, hey, yo, Sal. Right. And then also uh, Sonia's yeah. got her hand up and I unmuted her, so she's up next. But go ahead. Sorry. All right. All right, yo, Sal. All right. I don't know anybody on this call other than Angela. I may know some of the people, uh, but I don't know. I can't see their faces. Okay, I don't know if I'm talking over anybody's head, under anybody's head. I don't know if I'm putting people to sleep or not. I don't know if you're a post-grad student. I don't know if so-and-so over here is still uh, working through, uh, you know, pleadings and stuff like that. So my apologies for being um, pedantic. Um, I'll, I'll do my best. So um, as far as his question, oh, New York. Actually, this is cool. Sal, this is very cool. California's infraction model, with, with one exception, is based on the New York model. Uh, New York had it in like 33, something like that. So in New York, infractions are civil. In California, they're civil in function, but their packaging is criminal. Now, um, let's see. His question was, uh, tell me what his question was, Angela. It was, uh, he, what, it really wasn't a question. It was, uh, he was just telling you that in New York, you can't see a judge unless you... Oh, there you go. Okay, great. Okay, great. So all you folks who are um, hip to your clearly established constitutional rights, look in the middle of the word unalienable. L-I-E-N. They put a lien on your, uh, on your freedom there, Sal. That okay with you? 
They're, they're conditioning you having your day in court. Really? You didn't accuse them. They accused you. Oh, and by the way, here's this uh, condition you've got to comply with. What? What the hell kind of a negotiation is that? Are you kidding me? You're going to go in and enter a plea before you've been served with a complaint? doesn't make any sense to me. But I'll do my best to be more direct. Thank you. Next. Hi, Rich. Yes. Hi, it's Sonia. My name's Sonia. Um, I'm on Ontario, Canada. Hi. How are Hi. you? I'm well. Good, good. Thanks for taking your time, sweetie, for for us. And and uh, just want to let you know I appreciate that. Um, Rich, I, I just had a question. I was just wondering if you've experienced... Um, now, in the beginning of the show, did you say that you did not have a driver's license? That's correct. Okay, I, I thought so. I just wanted to be sure because I, I figured that was at the beginning of the show. Uh, Rich, could you tell me, have you experienced... Um, um, I'm, I'm working myself on the, on the same issue. I don't like paying for a right, you know. Um, I don't need the privilege. And... Um, so anyway, I'm working on the same issue of, of traveling uh, without mm-hmm. a driver's license. So um, have you experienced or have you done this? Have you wrote any letters to – now, you're in the States, I understand. So have you wrote to – I guess in the States is the MTO, is it, the Ministry of Transportation? No. Oh, I go to uh, – if I'm, if I'm going to – and that's great. And, and by the way, I, I like your, what you're tracking – um, what, I, um, what I'll do is I'll write to the lawmaking body because okay. they're the one, they're, they're the ones who make the, make the, the rules. Okay. And what, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm just going to write here as, as, as you're talking, sure. if you don't mind, yeah, no, and, uh, no, lawmaking yeah, no, no. bodies, like, like who? Yeah. 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 yeah whoever. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so like, um, you know, when you voted for Ted Cruz, for example, right, he becomes, <laughs> Yeah, you know he's a government employee. They may, he, he's part of the lawmaking body of uh, Congress. Uh, no, he, well actually he was in the Senate. He's a senator, so they don't make the law. Congress actually does. Uh-huh. And um, so what I and and I'm a huge advocate of letter writing campaigns. Yeah. What I what I've accomplished over the last thirty years, I, I think, is pretty mind boggling. Um, you know, I, thought, what, I, thought you, you, I thought you were just a young buck. Well, <laughs> um, I suppose emotionally I am. And I, I'm sure you'd find a lot of people who would agree with you. <laughs> okay. I, I don't, I don't, I, but I don't, I don't think that the word that they would use is start with the letter Y. <laughs> so right. so and, well, anyway. what I was wondering, like I, yeah. I, had, I had actually wrote a letter. Okay, maybe, maybe it's just in Ontario, Canada here. I wrote a letter to the Ministry of Transportation, I guess it's MTO, that's uh, Ontario. Um, and I wrote them a letter actually asking them or, or stating that I would like to surrender my license and I, and I want them to dispose of my private or not private information to, to dispose of. Because I've seen that um, online, if you want your information to be disposed of, like you do not want them to have your information anymore. Like if they stop you and, and you know, say you slip, just say you make a mistake and, you know, you're, or you're stupid or idiot or whatever, and, and you give them your birth date, 
all of a sudden they've got everything on you. So what you you know I, I'm thinking is what a man or woman would want to do is is tell them okay I you know I I want all my information anything that's got to do with driving um, disposed of. So I'm just wondering if you've went through any of these steps that you may have had your driver's license disposed of or have, if you've surrendered your driver's license or who you may have wrote to. Um, have you done any of these these types of um, uh, steps, Rich, is, is what I'm asking because um, I, I'm, I'm in that process and, and looking looking to learn more from others, um, you know, what steps to take. Okay. Uh, objection, compound question. Sure. Oh, so <laughs> No, 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 but, uh, I, was, I was just playing. Okay. Um, but I understand where you're going with this. Okay, here's, here's what I did. <laughs> um, having, having been, look, it's impossible. It's not impossible. Let me rephrase that. For me, it would have been impossible to do what I'm doing and be aware of what I'm aware of without looking looking at contracts and contract rescission, how contracts are made, because that's how you got the privilege in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I did was <clears throat> once I once I <clears throat> uh, hit the I'm convinced threshold, I um, prepared correspondence to the director of the Department of Motor Vehicles because that's who I have the contract with. And uh, I, and I, I pulled the plates. I had a van at the time. I pulled the plates, uh, rounded up the pink slip, license, whatever I had that they had sent to me. And I sent everything back, and I sent it to the director. So it went to the director. <clears throat> I always start at the top because... As you know, uh, you've heard the thing, shit runs downhill. So <clears throat> you want to get their hands dirty, and you, and you want to get them involved. So um, I notified the director that I had discovered an element of fraud <clears throat> in our agreement. Here's all your stuff back, because once you discover an element of fraud in your, in your agreement, um, and, and if you keep the consideration to become an accessory to the fraud, you see? Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> I sent them back all their stuff. I didn't buy it anyway. I don't know how many people on this call are aware of it, but the license isn't yours. You didn't, pay, you didn't buy it. The plates, none of that stuff is yours. You didn't pay for it. It belongs to them. Mm-hmm. So it's their stuff. So what we have is their stuff decorating our Christmas tree. You see, so I sent them back the stuff, and I said I discovered an element of fraud in our contract. Here's all your stuff back, and I'm withdrawing my uh, uh, limited power of attorney inadvertently granted. You have 30 days to get back to me with any objections or whatever. Let's see, we can do this. Here's those. Thanks a lot. Bye. Okay. So uh, 30 days comes and goes. I don't get anything. Um, so I prepare a notice of default, and I send it up to the director. Hey, yo, director. Uh, I sent the attached 30 days ago. You were notified you had 30 days to respond. I'm letting you know you got another 30 days. Get back to me. Let me know. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, thanks a lot. Have a nice day. Poof. Off it went. So uh, 30 day, another 30 days comes and goes. I get nothing from the, from the DMV because that's the way the government works. It's a black hole. You know, nothing, stuff goes in. Nothing comes out except grief and aggravation. So I sat on my hands for another 15 days. Um, 
taking into account uh, how long it takes the horses to get from Sacramento to the Bay Area and all that other kind of stuff. So I uh, um, don't get me started on the post office. Uh, so anyway, so anyway, I sent the I sent the default to the head of the transportation agency, the director of the DMV, and the whatever whoever else, saying thanks but no thanks, but nice nice knowing you. I'm out of here. So that was that was about uh, 18, 20 years ago. So I, I haven't had any. I don't have a license. I don't register my cars. I don't have any. Uh, I, I don't do it. I don't do it. I don't want anything from them. I don't want their privilege because I I I, I'm, I don't deliver stuff for money. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what that's what that's what we're dealing with. That's what the license permits. It, it, mm-hmm. what, what people are unaware of is there's two sets of rules at play, are in play. Rules that are applicable to commerce and rules that are applicable to non-commercial behavior. You don't need. So, the, you don't need the benefit. You don't need the benefit. No, 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 ma'am. Stop at the benefit. It's a job. I don't. Do you have a real estate license, Sonia? No, no. Do you, do you have a building contractor's license? No. Do you, Do you have an uh, optometrist license? No. Because you don't work in those professions, do you? No. Hello. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't work, if you don't do the no, deed, no, that's what I'm saying. So, it, yeah. you know, we 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 can use it as a benefit, correct? If, if we, you know, want to. I used to drive school bus. Used okay. To drive well, dump truck. Um, yeah, so. yeah. I, I mean, here, here's 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 a, a significant, at least what I think is kind of significant of where you, where you're headed with this. Let's say you have a a license. Okay. Very good. And you're pulled over for doing something. Um, you know, while driving, whatever, and you go to court. They, because the word driving will be used by your accuser, they have to prove it. They have to prove every element of the purported crime. If they don't, they haven't carried their burden of proof. So there's reasonable doubt. That's the standard, a reasonable doubt standard. I walk... If there's reasonable doubt that I didn't do the deed. And you know what the reasonable doubt is? People versus Sava. That's the reasonable doubt. I can't be found guilty. I can't even be arrested, let alone accused of a crime. Because I didn't commit a crime because infractions aren't crimes. That's how ignorant police are. And if they're not ignorant, they're criminals because they know and they're abusing people on purpose. Yeah, so what I was wondering, Rich, was yeah. was if, if you have a, a driver's license, how do you surrender your driver's license? Or, or it, 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 This is how I would do it, Sonia. I would, I would just send it. I would just who, – who's the head honcho for the agency that issued it? I would, cra- I, I, would, I would craft court. If it was me, I would craft correspondence, letting them know that I no longer um, exercise the privilege and I'm returning the uh, – okay. uh, you know, I'm returning it to you, and I'm withdrawing my limited power of attorney if I inadvertently granted any of it, okay? So so basically, you want to go through a civil divorce proceeding without a lot of muss and fuss. Now, they're going to put up a stink as far as the records go. Now, that, that you, you raised a great point. They have to hold records for a certain amount of time because it's official business, right? But here's the thing. How do you know the record's correct? That's what we're that's what we're talking about. If they want to keep a record for 
800 years, fine. Just let's, just let's just make sure it's correct. Is it correct? Now, if it's not correct, then it's got to be changed. Mm-hmm. Well, right? do, you, do you think, Rich, that, that um, you know, be like a doctor, do you think, like, you know, if you, um, that they should retain your information, your private? No, 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 it does, it, no, they have, you see, there's time caps on uh, um, official document uh, retention. Yeah, you know, like not, you know, businesses might be seven years or six years, something like that, depending upon what state. But uh, yeah, I mean, after oh, as a matter of fact, um, after the, the the time lapsed and I set the default, I downloaded a um, records request form from the DMV website, and I sent a request for for what people in the states are aware of called a manufacturer's certificate or statement of origin. I don't know if you have that in Canada, but in any event, this document is um, essentially the highest evidence of quote-unquote title. So if you have the uh, manufacturer's certificate of origin, you have a bill of sale, and you have the car, it's yours absolutely. Yeah, I've, Top heard, it. I've okay. heard of that. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. I've asked around, Rich, about that, and some thought it was not important. And okay. Well. Okay. Well. Check this I out. It was. So, so, I, so, so I sent. So I sent. I, I sent a request because I want to get a copy, right? I mean, who doesn't want absolute ownership of their stuff? I don't want a cop taking my, my. Um, you see, what I was going to do was, my objective was to set the police up. You see, they they can repossess a car or impound a motor vehicle, but if if the state doesn't have any interest in my property and there's none of its stuff hanging off my car, there's nothing for the cop to repossess or take. So if he does, if he does, that's grand theft or grand larceny if we go common law. But in any event, I mean, I'm carjacked, but I have the I have um, the evidence. You know, the, I, I'm I'm creating a uh, a manufacturing material evidence. That's what I'm doing by creating these letters because I'm going to get bona fide um, evidence from the state. Why? State letterhead is on the, is on the paper. Mm-hmm. Now, the way the courts look at everything, well, they, they win, I lose because they're the, they're the government and I'm, I'm just a lowly dude. Yeah. So I got a piece of paper from uh, the, the DMV that tells me that they don't have they no longer have the manufacturer's certificate of origin. It had been destroyed. <clears throat> well, you know what I have instead of, in lieu of the manufacturer's certificate of origin? I got a piece of paper where the, where the employee t- is telling me that they have the authority to testify to everything they say to the truth of the department, but they don't have it. So I have that. So they don't have the manufacturer's certificate of origin. Neither do I. But I got the next best thing, and I got the bill of sale, and I got the got the property. Right. Hey, come on. Hey, take my car. <laughs> See you in court. Right. It's not going to be okay. So, in any event, uh, this this is what I did. So I got this this letter from the uh, the uh, DM the employee notifying me that there wasn't they, they don't have that business record anymore. You see that 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 was the point of me bringing it up because after a while they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna take out their you know they're gonna throw old files away and replace it with new stuff. So I don't know that may be less of a consideration. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. No, thank you very much for your information. It uh, gives me some more ideas to go on. 
Thank you. Great all question. Right, all right, Rich. Okay, well, have a good evening. Thank you very much. If I have any more questions, I'll call back in. Okay. Thank you. Blessings. Bye-bye. Thank you, Sonia. <laughs> all right. Thank you. And next, you're Bye. welcome. Bye. Next up is Budman459. Hello. Budman. Hi. Yes, hi, Angela. This is Scott Mubbick. Hello, Rich. Um, yes, hi. I... Uh, uh, and I apologize if you if you mentioned any of these things. I had a phone call came in and had me off the call for for forty minutes, so um, I can go back and listen. But I wanted to, to get you to, to talk if you haven't about where you uh, set the court up and went in and made the claims on the uh, on the insurance or on the on the claims department of the city. But uh, also, you know, here. Um, I know in some cases I've had to plead guilty before I could set it up for trial, but in that particular instance, uh, uh, I know that I, I missed a, di- a deadline and they put a warrant out. And so to clear that warrant and set it up for trial, I definitely had to had to plead. Um, I, I just want to throw a couple of things and thoughts at you that uh, you can maybe elaborate on. Uh, you know, I, if, you, if you've been in this for 10 years, like you have, I mean, the hope is that, or longer, uh, you that you could eventually get them to leave you alone, that you would, uh, and my understanding is that it's not until we go in and we sue them and we win that, that they're going to leave us alone. So I was, and it sounds like you kind of get them set up for a counterclaim. I, that's what I'm doing, the same thing. I had a, a ticket. Uh, they, uh, they, uh, I had a ticket, a ticket to a jury trial. Of course, I do it completely different now, but, but, but at the, at the point is I, the jury found me guilty. So I filed for a federal habeas corpus. It's still in the courts waiting to be heard. Now, while it was going on, they put a, they, I didn't pay the yearly fine, so they suspended my license. And so I uh, defaulted the Department of Motor Vehicles and said, uh, hey, this is a contested issue. Therefore, it's not proper. Okay, because I didn't pay the fine, yeah, they suspended my license and said, this is, uh, because it's, it's not a final issue, it's contested, it's not proper, please change the records and defaulted them, and then I was arrested uh, on that issue and um, supposed to go to court in about a, a, a week or, or so, and and I'm really excited about this because I'm, I'm not, I haven't sure decided exactly how I'm going to handle it, um, but at some point, in other words, whether I'm going to go in and, and to, to the lower court, uh, actually I want to get them to rule, rule me as operating a state agency kind of under the KW thing, uh, but, but after that, you know, I'm going to sue all of these people. And no, you're, no, 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 you're not. <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious. No, you're not, because you're a practical man. you have any idea the amount of time <clears throat> suing a government employee might take? Have you ever sued anyone before? Yes. I've been the head of the Department of Public Safety of the Claims Division, so I'm going to sue him uh-huh. specifically. And then, yeah, and then and then I'm talking about the city or or one of the the people that were you know the the the, the man holding that that office. So whoever that I defaulted or whoever had notice, whoever's proper, you know, one from the state, one from the city, kind of combine them together. Uh, you know, I don't I haven't you know don't have a choice but to do so. Well, I I, I I don't want to uh you know, I I think it's important for you to do 
what you, what you think is best. I, I and and I I don't want to uh, <clears throat> rain on your parade. I would like you to consider that if you haven't done it before, that <clears throat> it could take some time. Now I mentioned uh, a case that I I worked on where the defendant was in fact denied his right to examine his accuser and even put on his case and was and was found guilty um before it got to that before it got to the trial took nine months this is all preliminary crap man so your part of your question was um basically how do you get them to back off well um if you think about it, um, the longer that your particular matter goes on, they're hemorrhaging red ink. They're spending, but they're not getting anything in return, right? They're not going to get anything in return until this thing is over and maybe someday you'll pay them. So everything from the time a cop pulls someone over until it's over with, and you find out what the amount is you owe if you're found guilty, the, the municipality is hemorrhaging red ink. Now ask yourself a question. How much money does the DA or the city attorneys get annually? They have a budget. That budget, a certain portion, is devoted to prosecuting cases. If there's no return on investment to cover their expenses, they're not going to do it. So they're going to roll the dice on a sure bet, okay? But the sure bet is not a sure bet. I know how to drag out an infraction case, and they're hemorrhaging red ink all the while it's going on. All I want them to do is stop. They don't want to stop, fine, then bleed, okay? Here's what you're doing, you guys, over on that side of the fence. You're taking money out of, out of the pockets of your family, friends, and neighbors in order to pull this off. That's not nice to come after me. I, all I got to do is invite me on, you know, to the ran- in, into the ranch, you know, for a cup of coffee. We'll talk it over. I'll, I'll leave. Everything's, yeah, that's fine. If they want to keep it, keep it on the QT, fine. Save me till last, no problem. But they're going to leave me alone one way or another <clears throat> because, number one, it's not cost-effective to play with me. I worked a court case with a guy, an, an impound case, a buddy of mine. I've, I've worked with him for over 10 years. Probably we've worked on like 60, 65 cases together. I mean, him and his brothers are cop magnets. It's unbelievable. But, man, have we learned some stuff. So he had his car impounded, and it took four years to resolve it. Orange County, California hemorrhaged red ink for four years, and then they lost. Then they had to pay us. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Between what he's done, what we've done together, what I've done, we've cost Santa Clara County, L.A. County and Orange County, millions of dollars dealing with our stuff because they're idiots. And and nobody knows. Now, you know what's really cool about this impound case? Two federal judges 
agreed with, I guess, me, because I'm the one who asserted it. You see, when your car is taken, you're in, uh, at least here in California, you get to have a hearing. An, uh, post, it's called a post-storage hearing. So my buddy went to have his post-storage hearing, and um, the, uh, the officer at the counter um, took his paperwork and then went behind, just went, uh, disappeared behind the door. And so he's sitting out in the lobby of the uh, cop shop for like 15, 20 minutes, and then the officer comes back and motions for him to come up to the counter, and she hands him his, uh, the paperwork, and, and he goes, uh, no, well, um, no, your, your car is not going to be released to you. There was a mandatory 30-day hold on it. So he goes, yeah, but what about my hearing? And he goes, well, you just had it. Yeah, that was it. No, that's not how they work. But here's, here's the thing. Um, most people will think or, or, or will not rebut the presumption and that presumption is that what the officer did is authorized. That, that's the presumption to, to, to uh, verify. Did the officer uh, have authority to do what they did? That's, that's, that question has to be, that's, that's your primary question. If they did, okay, man up, go home, figure out the law and try again, okay? But if they didn't, then the cops got a big problem. <clears throat> so. I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, as I'm working on, you know, what are we going to, because we're running this stuff on, up on appeal. And uh, actually, it was Schlepp, he, uh, my buddy made the call to schlep it over to the federal side. We got, uh, just ran into obstruction and obstacle after obstruction running it upstairs uh, here in California. So he made the call to schlep it over to the fed side. And uh, the, 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 the federal judges agreed with, with our assertions that, that the um, taking, if it's the police department or the highway patrol and the sheriff's department, they're the ones who have to provide the hearing. So Orange County argued vociferously that what we asserted the taking or impounding agency didn't have to do. Our position was, hey, um, does the impounding agency have to ver verify or, or validate that the officer acted with authority? Did they have the authorization to take the car? Does the, post, do, does the arbiter at the post-storage hearing have to address that issue? Because my thinking was, hey, knowing that infractions aren't crimes, if a cop takes your car and it's taken downtown, well, guess what that cop did? He stole a car, and now the municipality is liable in damages, and they're an, an accessory after the fact. Orange County didn't want for the various agencies, law enforcement agencies, to have to address that issue. They wanted the courts to address that issue. And I'm sitting here going, no, we don't need to go to court, pal. Your guy screwed up, okay? So we're not going to court. You want to go to court? Fine, go to court. We're not going to court. Two federal judges agreed with us. He got the car back. He got a paycheck. Oh, and by the way, for those of you uh, law heads, um, you more than likely know what a petition for writ of mandate is. 
A petition for writ of mandate is called an extraordinary writ. They're very rarely issued. Attorneys, uh, <clears throat> these are not something that, that attorneys will go after. They're um, a challenge at best. In any event, during this, this four-year journey, um, <clears throat> we did three. We got a judge to issue three orders to other government employees. Three in a row, by the way. So um, I guess what I'm here to say is, is we have options. And I would encourage people to go to court, put the, uh, and when it's your turn to put your case on, ask the officer a bunch of questions. Uh, yes or no questions. Officer, is it a fact? That's how I would phrase a Is it a fact? Officer, for the record, is it a fact? Um, these are the way, this, and the reason that I use the word is it a fact is because I know that the judicial officer has to apply the law to the facts. So what I'm doing is I'm generating facts. Officer, is it a fact you're a sworn California peace officer? Yes. Is it a fact you were acting in that capacity on January 15th, 2015? Yes. Is it a fact? Now, when I get done asking the officer questions, and by the way, I don't want to argue. I just want him to answer me, and he can go. And then when um, I'm all done, I get to do my closing argument. I'm finished with the officer. I got that officer to admit during my questions that he followed a rule that doesn't exist, and that's what I'm going to tell the dress wearer. And they're not going to want to hear it. They're not going to want to hear a thing I have to say. They got to go. Because there's only one correct answer to the question, has the legislature provided the legislative authorization for a peace officer to make a warrantless arrest for non-criminal behavior? No. There's your... Speak to that again about the, where you uh, went after the city for the 10000 Was that kind of related to that? Oh, no, that was something else. I was just walking home from a buddy's house. Uh, I, uh, I play guitar, and so I went, over to, I went over to his place to get a couple of CDs. He wanted to learn a couple of tunes. And uh, so I was walking back uh, from his place, and um, I was just walking around the neighborhood listening to music. And uh, a couple of cop, uh, cops stopped me. And um, anyway, I'll skip all the gory details, but um, I wasn't going to do anything. I thought it was just kind of humorous because of the way it resolved. They let me go after handcuffing me and riding, riding me around the neighborhood and uh, listening to me talk about a court case for two hours without turning off the cop car. I swear to God, it's true. They never turned the, they never turned the engine off, and this is during a gas crisis, two, the year 2000. You know what I mean? So... Anyhow, uh, I, I would have just let it go, but the next day I woke up and I had some uh, um, discomfort in a couple of my uh, fingers on my left hand, and so I, I called the police department to make a make an appointment to go over there and uh, talk to them, which I did, and I spoke, uh, uh, met with this sergeant, and, and uh, he informed me that the officers hadn't filed a, a police report, uh, an incident report. And I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there, really? Okay, great. 
Well, um, about a month went by. I hadn't heard from anybody from the police department, so I sent a letter to the chief of police, letting him know that I had this meeting with the sergeant and whatever his name was, and just wondering the status of the investigation. And the chief wrote back to me, and he used a couple of magic words, and he which he shouldn't have used. And as soon as I saw him, I went over to my little computer and I typed up a letter. Essentially, it was a claim for damages, and I took it over to the uh, city clerk's office and uh, dropped it off and, uh, um, you know, just waited. And then about two or three weeks later, I I guess you heard the story because you heard about the ten grand. so you kind of know how it turned out, right? Yeah, but I didn't uh, – I didn't um... – I didn't remember, I guess, the, the details. Uh, I didn't know if it was all how well it was explained. Uh, so what, what, was okay. the, what was the magic words that you heard? Well, the office, the, the uh, chief of police, um, it, uh, to paraphrase, I mean, this this was uh, back back in my Mr. Green jeans uh, newbie days. Uh, I think he wrote something like the officer a- a- acted, um, I don't know, I don't know if he actually... Uh, used beyond the scope, but something to that effect, whatever the words were, um, you know. And um, they, they were just the magic words. It's like the officer, you know, he, he did something he wasn't supposed to do. Counts. I mean, 10 grand cash-free, uh, tax-free? Are you kidding me? I didn't even have to go to court to get it? Wait, is that the maximum amount? No, hell no. Well, I wanted to... The reason the reason I put ten grand because I wanted them to pay me. Okay, if I'd have put fifty grand, they would have fired, they would have locked and loaded the courtroom. Right now I got yeah. now I got to play now I got to play with an attorney. So I want to put them in the spot of, damn, do we cut this guy a nuisance check or we fire up a courtroom? Son of a bitch. Oh, now the way he writes, I mean, now clearly he's not an attorney, but. He knows some stuff here. Damn, this could be a, an expensive fly in the ointment. You know what? Hey, uh, Jerry, yeah, just cut this idiot a check. Let's get out of here. Okay, next case. You know, so that's what I'm looking for. I want to get paid, man. Well, what I did was I, I said I defaulted the, the local chief of police and the uh, the head of the uh, uh, Department of Public Safety in in in, in Texas. And now I've gotten this ticket, and I'm kind of waiting for the time to use it. You know, I'll pull it out. So what I did was do my default because it was it's uh, um, you know default and um, consent to judgment. Well, my consent to judgment was a power of attorney that I could um, uh, have dismissed any summary process that was filed against me or anyone I know. And so uh, I'm curious to see uh, to try to see what happens when I pull that out. Well, you're, you're uh, you, you like complications, and, and you're I, I can tell you're a you're a Rubik's cube fan. <laughs> I don't know how to work those things. So, but, yes, uh, I could do it. I could do it in just over a minute, minute and a half. Yeah, yeah. So uh, okay. Well, I, I I look forward to the results of uh, how long it takes you to you know get all the colors in the right place. Very good. Well, I left my tags on because I felt like it, uh, you'd be less likely to be hassled. No, 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 no. Look, look, it's really simple, okay? You're in or you're out. Don't don't play around. You're in well, or you're a, out. But that's a presumption, isn't it? Because I called everyone. I said, look, do I need to return these tags? Is this illegal for me to have them? And they all said no. 
Look, okay, I, I don't know. I don't know who they are. This is what I know. I'm just going to tell you what I know. What everybody else knows, that's fine. I, I this is what I know. I don't have any of the state stuff attached to my property. That's what I know. I don't want anything from the state, and I don't have to ask for it. Now, here's something for everybody to consider. If you have to have a driver's license and you're stopped and issued a a notice to appear for driving without a license and you go to court and you lose and you're found guilty, you know what they're, you know what, what sanction that will not be imposed upon you? They will not, the judge, the judicial officer will not order you to go to the DMV, get a license, and bring it back to show them. You know why? Not a law. No, it's not, it's not that it's not a law. You can't be forced to accept a benefit against your will. It's a privilege. It's a taxed and revocable privilege. The state of California has the authority to regulate professions and occupations. That's what they're doing. You, don't, you have the right to engage, or you have the choice, the freedom to engage in this particular occupation or not. It, the choice is yours. But once you participate in it, you, you have an agreement. They will not issue their stuff to you without a valid contract in the story. At least that's the way it appears. But it's not valid because you were unaware at the time you asked for the privilege that you were, you were informing the court that you wanted to deliver pizzas for a living. That's not why you went to the DMV. You went to the DMV for two reasons. One, you wanted to take your girlfriend to the movies, and two, you didn't want to get a spanking. What spanking? Getting pulled over by a cop for driving without a license. You got a screwed-up contract. It's filled with the rest. But at 15 or 16 years old, you didn't understand it as duress. Fear of cops had nothing to do with it. You just wanted to get in the car and go someplace. That's all that mattered. But there is liability after 18 or by the time we we become an adult. And we start thinking about cops and and stuff like that. And when you think about it, a 15 or 16-year-old has heard adults talk about cars and cops and being pulled over all that time. But they've never heard anybody talk about it correctly. And then when they're 16, they go over there and they ask for that, that, that benefit that they think is all cool. Well, man, next year you're going to get your learning stream. I know, man. You're going to get to use the car. I'm going to get to drive the car. I'll take us to school. Okay, great. Cool, man. Who didn't want to do that? Come on. It's all fraud. We didn't need the license. We never needed a license. License is for business. When you get in your car and you go to your place of worship or the grocery store to get you something to eat or some shoes or take your lady to the movies or Baskin-Robbins or something, it's either an errand, right? I'm going to the grocery store to get some uh, groceries. That's an errand. I'm going over to uh, Lowe's or Home Depot to get a tool. That's an errand. I'm not getting paid for that. Cab driver. A driver is someone who gets paid. That's, I, don't, I don't get paid, so I'm not a driver. Use that word. You apply that word at me uh, or attempt to. It's not going to work because you have no evidence. I know what evidence you need to have. Do you have a receipt that establishes I was being compensated at the time you interacted with me? Yes or no? 
You have, a, you, have a, a man, you have a manifest, you have a bill of lading, do you have a work order? Do you have anything that establishes I was getting compensated, I was on the job at the time you initiated contact with me? No. I got no evidence. How do, how do they succeed? Because we don't know what we need to know. It's just that simple. We're dealing with cheaters. They're well-organized and they're well-funded because they're using our money against us. Federal mafia and the state mafia. <laughs> So we've got someone else up. Is that good for you, Budman? Yes. Yes, thank you. Thank you. It's Sonia. Can I add something to what you're saying, dear? Go ahead. Thank you. Then we have uh, Central Florida and then Bowler. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. I just wanted to add something that I I think that Rich might might like to. Uh, Rich, I've got this saying that I stuck in front of my computer, and I've been really digging into it and it's not very long it says a license is permission to do something illegal exactly it is the intent to commit a crime now we just need an act and I had this I've got this sitting in front of my computer and I keep looking this over and I keep reading this and reading this and I'm really trying to impress this into my brain because that's exactly what it is. A a license is permission to do something illegal. Okay, can I can I can I um can I can I add Yeah. Yeah are you ready? Yeah. Okay. If you have, this may be a little little difficult for some folks to swallow, but uh, so be it. If you have a driver's license, then you have to believe that using your property, on your property, the streets belong to you, not the trustees downtown or up in the state capitol. If you believe that it's a crime to use your property on your property to go to your place of worship. I put a question mark at the end of that. That's what you have to believe. It's a crime to go to your place of worship. That's what you have to believe. It's a crime to take your children to school on a rainy day. It's a crime for you to go with your uh, spouse or date on a date. It's a crime. And you have to have your employee's permission before you can do that. Are you kidding me? Isn't it sad? I know. It's tragic. People, people, and and I think all I'm doing is bringing it to the surface for people to consider. But at the end of the day, you're going to wind up there. If you believe, and and actually what you're getting at is what triggers the question after someone hears that I don't have a license. Well, what happens if you get pulled over, man? You see, it's always the fear thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So what does that indicate? That indicates duress. You got a you got a voidable contract if it's not void already because you, it was never disclosed to you. No adult ever informed you that the privilege you were asking for was permission to engage in a regulated occupation. When a cop pulls somebody over, they're applying what what amounts to an employee regulation to the party behind the wheel. Oh, uh, you know it, it, that would be like um. Say you walk into a Walmart uh, today, and on Thursday, there's a Walmart employee policy where uh, they don't get to wear pink shirts. 
and you come in wearing a pink shirt. So you're, you're doing your shopping, and the uh, Walmart manager comes up to you and issues you a, uh, what amounts to a, a bill because that's how people interpret the notice to appear. Well, I got a ticket the other day, and now I have to pay $400. What? Uh, what about that due process part? Huh? Yeah, you said you got a ticket, and now you got to pay. Don't they have to actually prove you did something wrong? What? You see where I'm going with it, right? Yeah. So, right. So we have people who are believing that because they're 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 accused of something, they're equating an allegation an allegation with with a conviction. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. You know. Sorry, Rich. Sorry. What what they're doing is making a right wrong. You know, like, uh, excuse me, but eventually they'll be telling us as husband and wife how often we should be sleeping together or making children or reproducing. You know, it, it's going to get real sick. But They do that in China. <laughs> do Yeah, I guess they do, Angela. <laughs> yeah. well, good for them. I guess that's what they want, no, you know. And, and I, uh, that's, that's in, in, in any of... In any event, I want to add to your brilliant observation because it's true. Everybody believes that you can't go anywhere in your car for any reason because it's a crime. And, if you, and, and you've got to have your employee's permission to do it legitimately. So you're, 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 you're in fact an accessory to the crime. Hey, uh, uh, you want to rob this guy? Yeah, you have my permission? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. I mean, you just hired him last week, but no problem. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 This is insane. A crime to go. A crime to go to our place of worship. Nobody's thinking about it that way, but maybe it's it's important for people too. Right. Talk about being talk about being played for chumps, man. This is this is just absolutely sickening stuff. But but you know what's really cool? Um, the only people who really argue about all this stuff are the people who have the most to lose. And that's the government employees. See, they don't know it. Actually, they do. And I think that's why they're putting up such a stink out here in California about Sava. Because they know they know their party's over. Oh. They cannot stop this. It's impossible. Sava's not been overturned. It's solid case law. How do you... How, how do you how how does someone interpret infractions are not crime is ambiguous? I, I can't break it down to three words. I just can't do it. It is not. I can't. Uh, anyway, they already did it. All right, great. I have it. That is the um, um, the burden of proof element that makes it possible for me to to, to not be found guilty. Reasonable doubt. There is reasonable doubt, Your Honor, that I did not commit a crime. People versus Sava. Infractions are not crimes. It's a legislative intent, according to people, uh, uh, the Court of Appeals. How do you spell Sava? S. A. V as in Victor. A. It's hey, gold. Let's move on. Huh? What? Yeah, it's gold. It's gold. Golden nugget. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, let's see here. Central Florida, you've been waiting. You've been unmuted. Go ahead. Hello, Angela. Hi, and Bowler, I unmuted you. Vital. And, and hello, right, Rich. Go ahead. go ahead, Central Florida. Uh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, 
Well, just give me off a second. Rich. Yes, sir. Uh, I got two things for you. First of all, how about this sentence? The officer pulls you over. The first thing I would ask him is, are you accusing me of trafficking in commerce? Okay, great. Uh, sir, and you want to step take... out of the vehicle? Sir, you want to step out of the vehicle? I have one question. Right. Sir. Are you accusing me of trafficking in commerce? Yes, yeah, sir, you're being too clever. You're dealing with an ape, okay? Just okay, well, here from so that, the... would, that would be you, my you... first question to set him up. But, but my main okay. question is this. Yeah, okay. For those, for those of us who do not want to go through all the fun of court and everything, which in that instance I just give you, I would probably end up in court. Mm-hmm. Be that as it may. Yeah. Have you thought of the idea of, uh, because uh, Ralph Winterrod does the uh, Alaska state citizen voting, yeah. the IRS lets, lets them be, and Roger Sales has the U.S. national passport, which would be a state yeah. citizen document. Yeah. Uh, sort of identification, do you think having those in your possession as your property, I suppose, to hand that to them mm-hmm. instead of a driver's license when you are mm-hmm. not in commerce because I drive trucks for a living, at, in that moment, I would hand him my driver's license. If I was mm-hmm. on my motorcycle, I would hand him my U.S. national passport. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about going out going about it that way to avoid nope. all the fun. Nope. I got I got to I got to do what I got to do to set up what I want. And that that's not going to get me what I want. Well, um um so if I may, as far as far as something that could be now, now you're aware that you don't have to speak with your employee, is that correct? Correct. So, um now typically or, or there's lots of examples where the officer will approach and you'll hear something along these lines. You know why I pulled you over? Okay. So um, now I'm, uh, I'm uh, attractive. <laughs> what's that? I, I said, I answered the officer, uh, do you know why I pulled you over? Well, you find me quite attractive, I suppose. Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah, I, you see, that's part of the, the, the conditioning that, that we're, you see, you're, you're giving him, a, you're answering with information. Not a question. Okay, this is a this is a classic situation where you answer a question with a question. So you know why I pulled you over? What's going through my my head is I don't give a shit, pal. Okay, uh, uh, excuse me, officer. Am I under arrest? Or are you accusing me of trafficking in commerce? Now, now the reason I ask about the 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 passport and the voter registration sort of fit together is if you had that. In your possession, when you go to court, you know, everything, it seems to me, everything the officer did would be proven to be a crime on his part or a trespass upon you on his part. If he's coming after a U.S. national, that's that would be like, I mean, when they call that in, they, they should get a uh, stand down, do not hold order yeah, well, to yeah, deal well, with you. Yeah, but the word should, you know, in that setting is like the word shouldn't in a computer setting. Well, it should work, but it doesn't. It's Microsoft, you know, so we got problems here. We've got problems, sir. Your theory seems sound. I well, wouldn't but do you it. Could, you could be right in the judge's face. Uh, Bob, sir, I'm a state citizen. 
Why so is he bothering they don't, me? Wait, wait, wait. You're giving them more credit than they deserve. This presumes that, they, that, that, that you're aware that they even know what a state citizen is. He's, he's he better. He better. Okay. You're in Florida. I need you to get over here to California and spend some time with me going to traffic court, and we'll, we'll, we'll see how things line up for you uh, after that. But this is what I comprehend I what you're saying. I do. I, I, okay. I comprehend what you're saying. Right. I really do. All right, now let me let me offer this. Now this is something that I carry with me. Uh, I have a, a palette, so to speak, of paint. I have a lot of lot of shades of all different colors, and I have a lot of lot of options. Maybe I feel like doing this, or maybe I feel like saying that, or maybe whatever. It just depends. Now, when if if someone pulls, you know, if I get pulled over by a law enforcement officer, he's going to read me, and I'm going to read him. So he, he's going to size me up, and I'm going to size him up, right? Now, if this guy is not receptive to a question like, hey, officer, uh, do you have reason to believe I'm trafficking in commerce? Why would you use trafficking in commerce when, that may, when the, the, the same word? You know, see, people use the word traffic. Uh, I was in traffic for four hours today, man. I couldn't believe it. I was doing like average at least three miles an hour for 10 miles. I couldn't believe it. I'm so, they're using the word traffic instead of congestion. Is there any wonder why people are walking into a courtroom and getting their ass kicked and they don't know why? They're using the wrong definitions for words. Traffic is commerce, okay? Go to my car page, section520.org forward slash car dot html. See what's there. It's, there's so much free stuff. I give more, I give more, no one gives away the amount of free information I do. Folks, I, I think, free. I think, though, he was being facetious. He was using oh, traffic in I'm, commerce. You, you see, it's hard to tell. I, I know. You know, I really like cynicism, but without the facial expressions, it's like I couldn't wink back. <laughs> but anyway, this is, this is something that I have for me. And I, at the very top, it's notice, and it's in red. And underneath it, I have Cal Civ code section 18 if you want to see what the cal civil code the code of civil civil code california go to section 18 it's notice now i'm sure everybody on this call has been in a restaurant and they've seen this sign we refuse uh we we reserve the right to refuse service to anybody that's called notice that's what i'm doing now i might feel like showing handing this to the officer you know why i pulled you over i'm not gonna i'm not gonna answer him because I'm not going to, see, I'm not waiving my, white, my right to remain silent, you see. So I'm handing him a piece of paper, and on it, the very first word he's going to see is notice. Officer, false imprisonment is a crime. Penal Code, Section 236. You are further noticed that I proceed at all times with all substantive rights reserved without prejudice, and that your actions may be prejudicial to my rights. I would encourage everybody on this call to start using the word prejudicial because it's in court case after court case after court case when it comes to your secured rights. You are noticed that you have made an arrest. Vehicle code section 40300 at SEC, 40500 and 40504. For those of you folks who don't know, when you are pulled over, by a law enforcement officer, you are in custody until that officer issues the notice to appear. That's right. Go look at 40504. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been arrested and held in custody 
for non-criminal behavior by, a, by your employee who does not have a court order. Given this fact, I do not consent to answer any of your questions regarding this incident. I do not consent to have you search me or my property without a warrant. If you're serving a warrant or the process, please do so now and I will cooperate. You are noticed that infractions of the vehicle code are not crimes. People versus Sava, 190, Calab 3rd, 935, 1987. If you intend to issue a notice to appear, please do so so that I may resume my non-commercial travel and keep this document as an exhibit for your record of the, the, of the incident because you will be called upon to produce it in court. In the alternative, please return this notice and permit me to resume my non-commercial travel, no harm, no foul. Further, you should know the following. Traffic stops are technically arrests. You'll find that in a publication entitled Investigative Detentions. It's published by the Alameda County District Attorney's Office. It's on page one. It's their spring 2010 point of view. Investigative detentions. Traffic stops are technically arrests. Folks, a government employee, an attorney, is making a, a representation that traffic stops are technically arrests. That's either true or false. Question, has the DA perpetrated a fraud? Here's the next part. A traffic arrest occurs when an officer stops a vehicle after seeing the driver commit an infraction. The purpose of the stop is to enforce the law, not conduct an investigation. You'll find that in the Alameda County District Attorney's Office publication entitled Arrests. And that's in their spring 2009 point of view publication. Now that's a really interesting representation that the uh, DA uh, put out there. A traffic arrest occurs when an officer stops a vehicle after seeing the driver commit an infraction. The purpose of the stop is to enforce the law, not conduct an investigation. Folks, it's not an investigative detention. They're not stopping you to search for anything. They're stopping you to allege. This is what we ought to be hearing, but this is what we ought to be hearing from cops who pull people over for infractions. Sir, you're under arrest for viola uh, violation of uh, uh, vehicle code section uh, 4000A and 5200. Uh, you have the... Um, you know, I, I, you see, I was about to Mirandize them because that's what you do with crime. But you see, if it's an infraction, it's not a crime. So I can't tell a tell the still innocent defendant that he's entitled to attorney because he's not going to get one. So I can't Mirandize them. You know why? Because it's not a crime. So, actually, this is interesting. A traffic arrest occurs. The purpose of the stop is to enforce the law, not conduct an investigation. Now, I mentioned a little while ago that I was. Uh, uh, in, in a, uh, I went with a, a buddy, got a speeding ticket, and these three officers used the same exact term to identify the, the contact, enforcement stop. 
Well, that's cool. They got that from an attorney. They never read it in any court case. I don't think any cop on this planet's read more court cases than I have, and I've never seen the term enforcement stop. I've seen it in plenty of transcripts because that's what they're using, it. but I know they're being coached, and they're being coached by attorneys because they're too stupid to read this stuff like we do. They don't want to read it. They're making easy money. They're getting paid for committing crimes. You think they actually want to know what they're doing? Now, again, you don't shoot old dogs because one of them has fleas. Not all cops are bad. Not all judges are bad. As a matter of fact, I'm here to tell you, not all attorneys are bad. I know some good ones. I only know two good cops, but I know there's, there's got to be more out there. They're not all bad. That's the point. It's up to us. They work for us. We gotta know how to how to how to how to control our business. Now, this is interesting. When an arrest is made without a warrant, the law presumes it to be unlawful. Now you find that in People versus Williams. That's a uh, 1999 California Supreme Court decision. It's 20 Cal Fourth 119. People versus Williams. 1999, it's 20, Cal 4th, 1-1-9. You find the same, same words in People versus Holguin, H-O-L-G-U-I-N, People versus Holguin. It's 1956, it's 145, Cal App, 2nd, 520. One of my favorite numbers. And uh, you'll also find it in Badillo, B-A-D-I-L-L-O, versus Superior Court. It's a 1956 California Supreme Court decision. It's 46, Cal 2nd, 269. And last, but certainly not least, just to give this uh, some historical perspective and context, People versus McGrew. M-C-G-R-E-W, M-C-G-R-E-W, People versus McGrew, 1888. It's 77 Cal, 570. This is a California Supreme Court decision from 1888. When an arrest is made without a warrant, the law presumes it to be unlawful. Then we got this, Civil Code Section 1708. Every person, are police persons? You bet. How about commissioners? You bet. How about bailiffs? You bet. How about pro tems? You bet. Every person is bound without contract to abstain from injuring the person or property of another or infringing upon any of his or her rights. You've got to know what your rights are if you want to determine if they're being infringed or not. And then vehicle code section four, no action or proceeding commenced before this code takes effect and no right accrued is affected by the provisions of this code. Anybody know what an accrued right is? I'd look into it because vehicle code section four, no action or proceeding commenced before this code takes effect and no right accrued is affected by the provisions of the code. Well, if a traffic stop doesn't affect your rights, especially the accrued ones, I don't know what does. And then uh, last but certainly not least, an officer may be held liable in damages to any person injured in consequence of a breach of any of the duties connected with his office. The liability for nonfeasance, misfeasance, and for malfeasance in office is in his individual. That's Mr. Cop, not his official capacity, Officer Cop. 70, M. Jur C. 
second, section 50. Section seven, civil liability. So folks, it took me a long time to get through that with the uh, snarky comments and stuff, but that's a notice I put together. It's on one sheet of paper, it's on the front, and here's the very last thing in red um, text, uh, Times New Roman, by the way, which I absolutely can't stand, but I'm making a point here for the cop, not me. Again, if it's your intent to issue a notice to appear, please do so so that I may resume my non-commercial travel. Or in the alternative, please return this notice and permit me to be on my way. No harm, no foul. If you intend to issue a notice to appear, it shall signify your acceptance of my terms of $300 a minute for warrantless arrests, due and payable in lawful money at the conclusion of the arrest, and the rate of $750 an hour upon the commencement of a criminal action and all costs associated with same. Please choose wisely. Your qualified immunity depends on it. Be safe and honor your oath. Thank you for your service and your cooperation. Now, folks, I don't know about you, but that, that seems reasonable to me. And uh, that's my opinion, and that's what I choose to believe. So uh, we, there was, the, I don't know if I answered your question or not, but... Someone stop me. I'm out of control. <laughs> it's okay. Wait, hey, go ahead. <laughs> was that it for you? I, I re- well, I read the notice. If, if there was uh, something else, so I'd be happy to address it. Um, are you, well, where is the gentleman that was asking the question? I don't even know what the question was anymore, but... <laughs> I hope someone says help. <laughs> well, I have Bowler and Budman and uh, Vital. They're all uh, unmuted, so go ahead. Whoever has a question, go for it. Bowler, is that you? Yeah, I I was looking at your site earlier, uh, 520 site, and on the PDFs page, there's like a dead link, like number 25, if you look in the there, chat. There, there, there's all kinds of dead links. I mean, I'm a one-man show over here, and uh, things have been pretty messed up for the last uh, four, and a, four and a half years. And, uh, yeah, but you've got to... some great PowerPoint presentations on there. The one on traffic is really good. Well, actually, they're not PowerPoint. They're just little slideshows that I put well, together. Yeah. So, um, but if, if, if you go to if you go to um, so you have section five twenty dot org forward slash. Here's some other pages you can check out, but I, I'm, I'm thank you very much for pointing out the uh, PDFs are blown out because there's just not enough hours in the day for me to do everything, and I appreciate it. But here's here's some other uh, pages for you to check if you'd like. Uh, the car page is not linked from the main site. It's just something there for that I actually put up for myself, and then I started distributing it uh, to people. Um, actually, you know, you, if you're out if you're out in the field. Um, and you get pulled over, if you have a, a, a tablet or, or your cell phone or something, just navigate to the car page, and you can show the cop all these quotations about what, what, what the driver's license is, what an operator, all this kind of stuff. You can just show them right there if you want to. I mean, it's your call. You're, you're the one that's going to read the situation, but the bottom line is these guys are screwed. 
They don't know what we know. They don't know what you guys are hearing. And if they do, they're criminals. So kick their ass. So when you're dealing with them, are you are you just bringing California code? No. Oh, oh, well, okay. Are you only or what? No. No. Wait. That's all I use in California. I don't. I don't use federal stuff. I just use state stuff. Everything I I need, I have in California. It's already been created. So I don't. I don't use anything other than California. I may, if I want. Um, if, if a case is cool, I may use it just to reference if it's a federal case or something like that. But um, are you are you the guy in Florida? No, I'm on Washington. Okay, Washington. I was for this attorney general. Oh, you, yeah, yeah, you Washington want that? Yeah, actually, <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. Uh, hit me up with an email at proper at section520.org. I'll send it over to you. Okay. It's a killer. Uh, you say that yeah. again, Piero. Uh, proper, proper, at section520.org. And uh, I'll send it over to you. Yeah, I actually was contacted by the author. <laughs> he told me to pull it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All but right, you well, know what? But, but you know what? Um, I, for, I completely forgot about it, so thank you for reminding me. And uh, I'll, I'll put it back. <laughs> the hell yeah, it. if you look at the chat there, I put it's it's number twenty five confidential, and I no actually. It, it's and also, we need you to like repeat. I'm sorry. Sorry. We need you to repeat how to get to the car page. Yes. It, well, well, it's section five two zero dot org, and then you put a forward slash in the word car dot html. Okay. All right, now change the word change the word car to park p a r k, and you'll learn some stuff about parking. If you, hey folks, clean house in the parking ticket department. These guys don't 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 have a clue. When you guys find out with the parking, what's going on with the parking stuff? Yeah, yeah, parking. It's easier than you think. Where do you see that stuff? Okay, so park. Then then if you'd like to see some slideshows. That are actually at the um, a few are at the car page. There's there's some at my tube page. So put instead of park and car, put just put my tube. And um, the other one is points p o i n t s dot h t m l. And uh, what's another one y'all could uh, oh. Um, yeah, and, and uh, I have research and educational materials at, at the I-T-E-M-S, items.html page. Um, I'm a donation-based kind of guy. This is what I do. I, I, um, I, don't, I don't work 9 to 5. I'm like 24-7. And uh, um, so anybody who, who's uh, in the chips, maybe have more they could and there's a place on no, your web page where they can make a donation. No, and for no, I don't. I don't do anything like that. Um, uh, How I would they I make do... a donation to you? Well, what if, what if they make a donation to you and and like you, you could send it over something? Or no. Them... Okay. No. That's cool. All right. So. Um, <laughs> Well, just send me that just send me an email. Well. I've just, tried that. No, that's cool. No, no problem. Because uh, I would say. You, know, you don't have a PayPal account? No, I don't do that stuff. But anyway, um, and, and you know, I, I, because I don't know how. 
But in any event, um, uh, just just send a just send an email to Proper at section five two zero. If you have a question, comment. Um, I'm happy. I, I I give away a lot of information. I mean, the amount of information that's available at all those pages is going to blow this thing wide open. Don't believe anything I said. Believe your own eyes. You're going to see stuff. And it's the stuff they don't want us to see. They don't want us to know any of this stuff because if we if we start talking about it correctly, they can't stop us. Um, okay, so the privacy yeah. email that you don't want them to use. Well, okay, yeah, either one. I mean, privacy, I, yeah. It's up to you. I mean, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. I have two accounts, and okay. wherever you send it to, no problem. I get I get I get back to you. Privacy or. Uh, um, yeah, whatever the other one is. Proper. Proper, you said. <laughs> yeah. Proper at section 520.org. Right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, next up, Vital, go ahead. Hey, good evening, everyone. Uh, good evening, Angela. Good evening. Um, I wanted to just back up what uh, um, he was saying about um, uh, if you don't have a license, they can't force you to get one. And we see that all the time in court with illegal aliens. Um, they uh, don't have a license. They're asked, did you ever have a license in this state or any other state? And they say no. And then the judge right away says, would you like to settle this today? And uh, they say, sure. And uh, they say, okay, uh, how about 150 bucks or $250? Uh, do you need time to pay? And that's it. Uh, I was in court the other day. There was some Chinese guy there. He couldn't speak a word of English. He couldn't even understand that they were continuing it or anything. He had to call his wife. He's calling his wife on the phone. And the judge goes, never mind, never mind. This day, you don't mind if we just get rid of this, right, if we dismiss it? And they said, sure. And that was it. And then he couldn't even understand that it was all done. So that that happens quite a bit and it's uh, the whole thing about being an idiot illegalese and and not having a contract and uh, really not consenting if there's no contract or consent they really have nothing and they've been boozled these people just to get some cash but there's really no penalty well we, we can we can uh yeah we can do something about it though okay now now, now um thank you for um accentuating the point, confirming that, yeah, there's there's no sanction to go get one, go get a license, bring it back and show me. There's a, um, uh, for you folks out there doing legal studies, you may or may not be aware of this, but there's these things called legal maxims. You know, you'll probably find them in, in your uh, civil or code of civil procedure, or government code, wherever they put them in your particular code. But this is a legal maxim. It's an ancient uh, concept. It's one of those unchanging cardinal legal principles. It's in veto, beneficium, non dator, D-A-T-U-R. In, in vitio, I don't know if you say it like that, beneficium, non dator. No one is obliged to accept a benefit against his consent. Now, you would think if we had to have a driver's license, if it was mandatory, that it would have been uh, issued to us without us applying for it. Now, why would I say, why, why, why would I say that, applying for it? Yeah, because when, I, when, when you walk into the DMV and, and it's your turn, go ahead. 
applying for it is the same as asking for it. Exactly. If you ask for it, then you're subject to whatever. Exactly. Laws that's, are, yeah. Right. That's the con- that's the consent part. So application is synonymous with ask, and asking is done as a volitional act. If it's done under duress, then then what the uh, you know, the law scholars over the millennia have determined is if you're under duress, you've got to avoid contract. It's no good, okay? So you have to want it. It has to be free. It has to be volitional, free of duress. Well, folks, there's, there's an element of duress in your contract. If you don't have a license, you're going to get pulled over. No, you're not. You don't know that, but that's what people think. That's a propaganda. You have no idea what a cop's going to do. And, and, and just out of curiosity, how can they see in your wallet anyway? You're not getting pulled over for driving on, without a license or on a suspended license because these guys don't know. They, can't, they don't have x-ray vision. They only find that out after they stop you. They pull you over for an entirely different reason, which they may or may not cite on the notice to appear if they go ahead and, and issue one. Even if they don't issue one, you've still been arrested. You've still been uh, subjected to false imprisonment. Get paid. The cop didn't have authority to do what he did. Officer, are there rules that apply to you when you enforce vehicle code? Yeah. You know what they are? Yeah. Do you follow them? Yeah. Which one? All of them. No, you just want to know the one that authorized them to make the warrantless arrest. That's where we're headed with this, right? Yeah. They're doing it right now. Thousands upon thousands of cops across this country are, are making a warrantless arrest. And nobody knows where the authorization is because nobody asked. Nobody's rebutting the presumption. Oh, well, they're a policeman. It must be legitimate. Hey, <laughs> um, Hillary Clinton was married to Bill. Hire her. One thing about knowing if uh, you have an expired license or not, with the uh, new plate readers now that they use, they can uh, they can find out uh, yeah. if there is an expired license or not, if there's an expired registration, okay. inspection, okay. Sticker, all that stuff. I can't think of a better inducement to get out, to divorce that company, okay? Can you think of a better reason to, to undertake the steps necessary to separate yourself from the DMV, these guys, I, I've seen reports where there's license plate readers that are going through parking lots, yeah. and they're scanning the every single car in a parking lot. It's a conspiracy. These, it's not a conspiracy. It's a fact. These people are insane. They're doing this because they know that the economy's tanking. Look at Cops are service providers. They don't sell any merchandise. They don't sell shoes. They don't sell sunglasses. They don't sell shirts. They don't sell watches. They don't sell anything. You know what they are? They're door-to-door salesmen for the most part. They go from one car door to another selling their, their uh, service. Shit. <laughs> what, what service is it? It's a protection racket, plain and simple. That's and you it. know what the deal is? You're going to buy that, that service whether you want it or not. You're being subjected to a commercial transaction by that cop. Talk about duress. Are you kidding me? She makes a saying, video of that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, 
put it I mean, on check, YouTube, check, make check it go out. viral. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, check this out. I used to, I used to do door-to-door sales. Someone slams the door in my face, that's it. <laughs> you know, so I learned how to keep the door open, especially because it was a commission job. And if you, and if you, uh, if your meal is based on commission, you don't get commission, you go hungry. So I learned how to keep doors open. In any event, cops don't have that downside. They roll up on your door, you're going to talk to them. Consent has nothing to do with it, okay? You're being compelled. You're being forced into a commercial print. Well, it's extortion. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I, let's call this stuff what it is. It's terror. It's fear and extortion. Code red. You see that the code, word code red is used. Code red is a term used in that movie to identify an off-the-books ad hoc rule. It doesn't exist. You go to you guys go to YouTube and you watch all those cop videos. Those cops are so full of shit; it's unreasonable. They don't know what they're talking about. They're hustlers. They used to sell guitars and amps. <laughs> I know what a hustler is. These cops are hustlers with guns, and you're getting out hustled. Okay, one or two sales is made at every door. Either you sell them or they sell you. Okay. So you go into a courtroom, and uh, you're you're a vacuum cleaner salesman, just like that that party wearing the black dress. They're they're selling a vacuum cleaner too. Well, you know what? My vacuum cleaner, um, man, I I I, I can't turn it all the way on. You know, it just sucks the entire carpet up. Mine, mine's that good. I don't want the uh, the judges. But they're going to want to show, they're going to want me to buy their vacuum cleaner. Well, I'm not going to buy it. This is as much a sales pitch as it is anything else, folks. And I would really suggest people getting less sophisticated about all this stuff. These people are idiots, and they don't they don't deserve your creativity or ingenuity. How many folks are familiar with the term argumentum ad baculum? It's called arguing with a club. You know, I mean, that's what we got to do. Hey, uh, hey, cop, uh, you accuse me of uh, not following the rules, right? Yeah. Did you follow the rules? Well, yeah, I'm a cop. Really? All right. Uh, maybe you can tell me, uh, seeing as how you did it, maybe you can tell me where the authority is for you to make a warrantless arrest for uh, non-criminal behavior. What? Where did the legislature put it? What code section? You ever seen it? Hey, folks, if you haven't seen it, it's hearsay. A cop has never seen the definition of driving because it's not in the vehicle code. It's not in the penal code. It's not in the streets and highways code. It's not in the business and professions code. It's not in the civil code. It's not in the code of civil procedure. It's, It's... it's not in the public utilities code, but look up the definition of carrier. That's what you've that's what category the state views you in. You're a carrier. You're carrying stuff from point A to point B for money. It's your job. If it's not your job, move to correct the record. You know, I, used to, or, I think the driver's ahead. license in California used to say that on the bottom. What's that? I don't think it does anymore. It used to say carrier. Oh really? Yeah. 
my mother, you know, her driver's license, it looked like a negative. It was black with white letters. It was like, you know, a negative. That's the way the licenses used to look. It used to say operator or a, a carrier operator, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll go it was to, right on there. Well, well, when you go to the uh, when you go to the uh, car.html page, you'll see the federal definition for driver and operator, and you'll also see the that in in the in the mid fifties, I think it was fifty seven, the um, what the legislature did was they combined the there were two licenses. Uh, in in nineteen fifty two, there were two licenses, one for a chauffeur and one for an operator. Well, in '57, they 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 combined the the, the uh, licenses under one heading. You know what the heading is? You'll see it at my car page. <laughs> it's driver. Okay, so 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 it's, so here it is. It's a statutes California 1959 regular session chapter three, uh, section 310. Driver's license includes both an operator and a chauffeur's license. Well, nobody on this call, I, I'm going to give everybody on the call benefit of the doubt. They're not a chauffeur. A chauffeur is someone who gets paid. So that leaves operator, right? Well, let's scroll down a little bit and see what uh, the feds uh, have to say about what an operator is. And you're going to find, you, you, you folks, I, I'm not going to waste your time, folks. Come on. You, you can look at this stuff. Driver means any person who operates any commercial motor vehicle. Then at the bottom, operator, see driver. Come on, folks. <laughs> Come on. This is, this is really not rocket science. We got these folks by the short hairs. They can't get out of this. The only thing that they can do is crash the economy and declare martial law. As long as they play, as long as those two things don't happen, we own them. They're one down to us as, as our employee anyway. They wanted to be more regulated than us. Okay, we need to figure out the language of command, and we need to figure out what the rules are that apply to our, our various employees, like peace officers and judicial officers. The cops not really the problem; they're just a witness. They're easy to take out. The problem is with the the black black robe wearing freaks. They're the ones who don't know what the hell's going on. And and again, if they do, it's even worse. So you pick. Are they incompetent? Or are they criminals? Well, if you go the criminal route, then, ooh, things could get, mm, bruisy. <laughs> but if you go the incompetent route, um, less bruisy for you, more bruisy for them. And who knows? You might even get a paycheck out of it. Why? Because these guys, this is very cool. These four words are really important. Clearly established constitutional rights. Clearly established constitutional rights. No government employee has the authority to violate a clearly established constitutional right. When they do, their qualified immunity is forfeit. They screwed up huge. It's a fatal error. That's how it works. The, uh, there's three more words to go along with clearly established constitutional rights, and, that, and they are clearly established law. No law enforcement officer has the authority to break the laws they agree to comply with. They can't do it. And they're doing it. 
but we don't know what they are, and we're not correctly articulating them effectively enough, so they leave us alone and go, go round up, serve all the warrants, find all the stolen cars, find all the stolen bicycles, round up all the domestic abusers, round up all the deadbeat dads, you know, find all the robbers, find all the, you know, child molesters. You know, that's easy. Just send everybody to Washington, D.C. Start there. Um, more church, churches, uh, Catholic churches. That is. Anyway, um, no offense, folks. It's the truth. But the, See, the if point we, is... Uh, go, yeah, I mean, we, we're hitting the three-hour mark. Do you want to continue or do you want to call it a night? I, w- I wasn't even paying attention to the time. I was leaving it up to you. You're, you're the uh, air... Tra- Watch this air traffic, air traffic controller. controller. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uncomp- uncompensated. That's, that's like cool. saying uh, that's like saying non-commercial driver's license. Huh? Yeah. Military intelligence. Oh. Oh yeah. Got it. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I, hey, and by the way, um, water's dry. Thank you, Angela. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, you want to keep going? I mean, did everybody no, no, ask? No, no, no. It, uh, well, it, well uh, whatever you like, it's your it's your thing. So you, you know, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what time it is. I'm just sitting here. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure everybody got their questions asked. Vital, Budman, Bowler, you guys. Tidbit more. Say what? I got one little tidbit more. When when you were reading that definition, the, the term in it includes is a limiting term, right? So it was only those two things that it applies to. Exactly. It would say, but not limited to. Yeah. All right. So cool. So thank you very much for for raising the issue of statutory construction. That's something that's essential to doing this work. If you don't know what statutory construction is, you better find out because that's technicality that could come up and bite you on the butt, and you don't want that to happen. You see, the courts have to take – what the words that are found in the codes as they are. They can't insert any, and they can't take any out. If they do that, that's called legislating. They can't do that. There's this thing called the separation of powers doctrine. they gotta, they got to stay over in their box. They can't make, make law. Their job is to interpret and, and, and determine legislative intent. They can't make rules or law. They, so they can't add words and take words out. So you're absolutely correct. Includes. If, if there's only two things, that's it. Yeah, it's either so, going to say includes or, or includes but it's not limited to. And, and I can't tell you how many times I've typed exactly those words in the last 30 years. That's really important. And, again, it goes to statutory construction, so thanks so much for bringing that up. Yeah, I just want to say great call. Thanks again, you guys. Love Thank you. you. Been fun. What do you think, Rich? You had enough? Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Angela. I really appreciate it. Um, uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, apologies for the technical difficulties, too. I'm sure it was stressful. Oh, um, and, so and, sorry uh, about that. Yeah. For 17 well, minutes, or 30 minutes, I think. Hey, Mike, Mike microbrook, right? Send him, send him a muffin basket. Job well done. <laughs> anyway, thanks. Th- I also want to thank uh, everybody who took time out of their uh, day and night to uh, 
participate in the call and listen. I, I appreciate it. And I hope I said something that uh, y'all be able to use. And feel free to head over to the web pages, download whatever you want, uh, questions, comments. Uh, you have the email addresses. Um, Why don't you give it to us one more time? Very good. Uh, I can be reached at either proper, P-R-O-P-E-R, or privacy at section 520.org. Okay. And the website is section520.org. Yep, that's about it. Just, but but um, you know, as far as uh, as far as those pages, I think you know, for every, I mean, go wherever you want. But if you're interested in the car stuff, then then the ones that I I identified during the call, they're not linked from the 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 main um, the main site. They're just individual. Well, you need pages. to do that. You need to put some links there. Well, I need to do a lot of things, Angela. And and, and so maybe you could tell me where I can buy a watch with more than 24 hours because it just never seems to be enough. No, I don't know. I can't tell you. Oh, damn. I mean, Jesus, I know the first three months of this year is gone already. It's mind-boggling. You know? so, I know. It's mind-boggling. I mean, uh, anyway. Um, oh, by the way, uh, uh, for the listeners, um, over the course, since February, I've, I've been in composition, I'm just, I'm just doing, uh, when, when, if you go to my items webpage, you'll see some uh, um, essays or whatever you like to call them that I put together, little bite-sized chunks of um, nuggets. It, oh, goody, I like those. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's uh, you can just flip pages if you want, if you want a hard copy or, you know, PDF or whatever. And um, uh, they're, they're, uh, just compilations of what they're they're technically points and authorities. Okay? And where are That's they? How, excuse me. Where are they? At, at my items page, ITEMS. Items. Okay. Yeah, it's like uh, you know what's a, you know anyway. For, since February, I've, I've worked on probably uh, twenty twenty some more um, essays. Uh, covering these various topics. Actually, statutory construction is going to be one of them. Um, they're just like, I, I suppose, you know how there's cliff notes? Cliff notes? Yeah. As far as you can see, these are richest notes. <laughs> so, um, anyhow. Where's the so items I, page? I'm going out of my mind here. I'm all over your website. Section 520. Yeah. Oh, I've got to type it in. Okay. Yeah, items dot html and uh I, actually that's another thing that i'm doing i'm kind of reworking things i'm probably going to um I'm, I'm actually looking to relocate my site um i'm i'm uh fed up with earthlink and there's this crew out of utah called x mission all you folks who want a website can you afford like a, a buck 30 a year buck 20 a year 120 bucks a year for a website uh, check out X Mission. Um, I, I'm not getting paid by them. I just like the, uh, you know, the blurb. What I've read, They're, they seem to be privacy oriented. Um, so I'm I'm uh, considering doing a shift from Earthlink over to there, and I'm rethinking the what the site's going to look like. I'm really simple. Um, I don't like a lot of fancy stuff and distractions and things flashing and things popping over and this doing that. It's too distracting when I'm attempting to read something important. So I have a pretty static site, as people will see. It's just 
Yeah. The one for the cars is, is you said forward slash C-A-R-S dot just H-T-M-L? Car. Singular, oh, just not car, not, Oh, okay. Okay. Right, S. <laughs> and uh, Angela, did you get uh, did you get that document I sent over to you? It was entitled uh, "Useful California Code Sections." Um, probably. Okay. Here, here's uh, folks. Um, pester Angela in a really nice way and have her uh, <laughs> send you what I sent to her. <laughs> that, that's that's what I was going to go over tonight, actually. Well, let me so, see here. So, so it's a, it's actually a, is that a, a reminder about the flow of power? I'm not entirely sure, but um, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Bankruptcy 101. Uh, I'm looking at all the attachments you sent me. Okay. Well, anyway, th- th- this is a oh, compilation. Here, here it is. Useful California right. code sections. All right. There, there you go. So, folks, that's about uh, 45 pages of code sections from the codes of California. I've I've gone through them and it it wasn't an exhaustive search, but I selected some sections that I think are important to me and uh, maybe you'll find some importance or something useful in them. So um, what I was going to do was was talk about a bunch of them tonight, but that didn't happen. Anyway, um, that's the lovely parting gift. How's that? Thank you very nicely. I'm saving it right now. Outstanding. I'm putting it in my California traffic folder. Okay. Oh, no. Let me put it in my Rich Iverson folder. That way I'll remember that's where it goes. Okay. It is. Let me do that. Let me, there you are, Rich. And, uh, and I think I sent you also a, a list of um, links to uh, uh, law sites where people can get court cases if they're interested. I, uh, uh, I think I, I included that as well. In that email? I believe I did. I don't um, think so. No. Okay. All right. No problem. Those um, not in California ought to be able to find similar sections in their own codes. Unless certain conduct isn't regulated, then they won't find anything. Mm-hmm. With the exception of Louisiana, every state operates on the same judicial framework. Okay. Uh, so. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll just send it to you a little bit later. But in conclusion, uh, Florida um, has an infraction. New York has an infraction. You folks in Minnesota, if anybody's on a call from Minnesota, uh, it, it, it's called a petty misdemeanor. Uh, the same thing in Texas is called a misdemeanor. But it's a fine-only offense, and you don't get a uh, jury. You you don't get your right to a jury, and you don't get an attorney, and you're not going to go to jail. It's a fine-only offense, and they're mucking it up. They're they're calling these things misdemeanors when when they're 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 actually they're structurally speaking they're torts, it's breach of contract. That's what they're doing. They're pra- packaging a breach of contract in a criminal package. Doesn't even wonder why people <laughs> not doing very well in court. But anyway, thank you again, Angela, and, and thank you okay, again, wait, everybody. Wait, wait, so we, oh, you know, oh. what we forgot to mention is your talk to. You have a talk to call, one three nine five zero nine, right? Oh yes, yes. Uh, if you go to uh, section five twenty, I don't know what it is. Um, if you go to section uh, five twenty uh, at talk to. Um, oh okay. 
it's I there. Just put the, I just put the link in the chat window, so. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, but do you do it regularly on Tuesdays or what? Well, yeah, it it, it depends. Uh, um, when I first, the first time I did it, I happened uh, I happened to launch on the night of uh, a Republican debate, so nobody showed up. Oh. And then, uh, and then the second week, uh, it happened to be happened to fall on a World Series day, oh. <laughs> and uh, you know, so it's kind of intermittent. I mean, if if one or two Z shows up, but what, what I'll typically do is um, I'll just do a personal thing, and I won't I won't do a public recording because I want to um, you know respect you know people's confidentiality. Uh, but you know, if, if like four, five, six, seven people show up, then I'll, I'll do a, I guess, something a bit more formal and, and I'll record it. But, yeah, and I typically send out a notification about noonish, 11 noonish on uh, Tuesday. But, uh, yeah, I've been doing it for a, a few months. And if you go to that TalkSue site, there's, there's at least 12 hours of me uh, talking about all this stuff. And I think that um, you'll have a, a nice leg up on the competition. You know, those of you folks who are studying and doing this stuff, um, uh, my, my, again, my approach is, is letting them know what the rules are. And if they don't comply, well, we'll take it from there. But I'm not paying anybody who doesn't work. Uh, I don't work. I don't eat. And uh, that's the way, uh, that's the planet I'm from. So anyway. All righty. Very good. <clears throat> All your information has been... Uh typed into the chat so that it's there in the transcript. Thank you. Thank and, you. Um, also, I think everybody heard that's uh, listening. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> Thanks so much, Rich. It's uh, been good. Thank you. I, I always enjoy your coming on and, and sharing info with us and teaching us all that good stuff. And uh, we appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, have a great weekend. And uh, we'll do it again, I'm sure, in the not-too-distant future. <laughs> Thank you, man. Good night, Thanks everybody. Thanks so much. Good night. Uh, good night, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next Thursday. Take care of each other. I love you all. And uh, that's a wrap. Good night. Oh, you know what? I forgot in the beginning I, when I didn't have my sound. I forgot to mention the date and the time. It was... March 31st, 2016. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, Grandpa. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.